Joshua. Jamie. Daredevil. Hey, hello everybody. Guys, this is episode 20. Ooh, We've done oh yeah. 20 episodes. I can't believe that we're still on the air. I know, right? This is been, I, I expect I, the hook. The dude, I thought we were going to get canceled a long time ago. Yeah, this is, these are the numbers are in and whoa. <clears throat> I know. Blowing everyone away. Yeah, um, we we're going to cover episodes, episodes, issues 121 through 125 of Daredevil and we're going to have Defenders issue 24 and 25. This is May 1975 to September 1975. I feel like we... We were in New Year's Eve last time we were here. But. Which, no, we were. And, I, and actually, I noticed that, that mm. it's still New Year's. It's New Year's Day right now. Yeah. But this book did not come out at Christmas time. No. Which is surprising because yeah. they usually try to you know keep yeah. comics at exactly. least in the general time frame of when they come out. Yeah. But as we mentioned, but, there were some scheduling issues at Marvel around this time. So yeah. um, we have a whole slew of editors and editors-in-chief and editors and uh, Lem Wen is the editor in this one and we have and he was the, Bob he, yeah he was the editor uh, in the last issue too that, yeah. we dis- that we discussed last week yeah. as well and I feel like um, uh, I'm excited for the new blood yeah I am I, I'm excited because things are kind of changing a little bit yep. we're getting new creators in there and, and I'm exciting because or I'm excited about that yeah um, I feel like we're getting back to stories that are a little bit closer to that stretch that we both really enjoyed mm-hmm. of Stan Lee between like issues like 20 through 50. Yeah. That sec that. that section in there, we're really getting back to that. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Marv Wolfman a little bit later, Yeah, but just, you know, when he jumps on and just the, the, the dialogue being better than it has been for a while. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like what we were missing was that really crisp, fun, dialogue mm-hmm. you know not necessarily the banter back and forth but yeah. just stuff being you know described and explained through the text that really fl- mm-hmm. made the story flow yeah but that is also a part of daredevil part of daredevil you got to remember is that he is one of the bantering heroes he is someone who has yeah. quips and um, and i'm okay with that don't get yeah. me wrong I, I do like that and there is still a lot of that there but, yeah but i just meant in general it just it seems more polished i guess is yeah. the word i'll use it seems yeah. more polished yeah, and we also have an artist that's going to join the series with Bob Brown, who's yeah. inking, who is going to be yeah. probably one of the longest-serving artists on the series yeah. after Gene Colan. Maybe you, even if, more than Gene. If you include inking and if penciling. Inking, which I kind because, of feel like it would be remiss to not. No, no, uh, of course. Uh, uh, you would you would include them both, yeah. definitely. Um, because, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he takes over and pencils for a lot of... Uh, Frank Millis. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And he is, you know, as a, as a kid, I remember... Um, How do you say his last name? Is it J- Jansen? Yeah, I, I always say J- or John- Jansen. J- Jansen. Yeah, but that's just because I feel like he's German, so it would be I don't know Jansen. I'm yeah, guessing, I don't know. but if anyone knows, it's Klaus, Klaus Jansen. Just yeah, in case anyone's Klaus. wondering, and he is uh, he used to be one of those artists that I was like, I don't get it. And now he's one of my favorite artists. Yeah, I and felt it's very striking. It's so like, funny. I you know the, the, when when people have a certain style mm-hmm. that you don't like. Once you read something and it just clicks, yeah, that style you automatically just 
you just switch gears and you yeah. really start to look for it. You, and you really enjoy it. Your, your oh brain yeah, goes, oh yeah, I get it. And there, there's there's this great there's a couple of images in this this little section we're going to talk about where when he starts coming on, which just look like modern books to me. Which is the like the real striking thing for me is we mentioned before with Bob Brown there was that that single page image which had uh, Daredevil looking over the city which I said could have been from a book from any time from 1974 right. through to like you know 1995 or whatever and it's only you know the 90s art changes style but the this, this uh, Klaus Janssen's artwork is very much of that that era and very much of that look to me of that um, later Bronze Age stuff and it's just great when he comes on it really changes the dynamic of the, the storytelling and it really he he sings with Bob Brown is basically what I'm trying to mm -hmm. say now we start with this one isn't, isn't Klaus this is uh, Vince Coletta uh, yeah. is inking we have an absolutely fantastic we jump straight in and it's uh, Nick Fury once again offering Foggy Nelson a job at S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and or asking him to join S.H.I.E.L.D. I should say and um, Ivan's face in the background is so cool. Bob Brown, and I mentioned this last <laughs> episode, Bob Brown, yeah. his facial expression work is top notch. Yeah. It really is. I yeah. mean, I, I could safely say that in terms of facial expressions, he's been the strongest so far. Yeah. So good. Yep. So anyway, so um, um, if you guys remember from our last episode, uh, Nick Fury just crashed in, crashed the party, literally mm -hmm. crashed the party, and asks, um, he's got all his Hydra, or sorry, they took out Hydra. He has all of his uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and they've asked Franklin Nelson, Foggy, our friend Foggy, if he will join S.H.I.E.L.D. We don't yeah. know why, we don't know anything about it, but yep. everyone was shocked, and that's exactly what we yeah. recap on the first page. And then we find out what it, what the deal is, which is that Congress has basically <coughs> said that S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, is no longer going to be a partisan organization. It's going to run on its own... Um, controller, which is Nick Fury. The, the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be Nick Fury, but it is going to be overseen by a committee of five nominees. And uh, they want people from different walks of life to oversee what S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing to help make the decisions and decide whether or not they're getting... They're kind of making sure there's no political overreach and they're not being used for any, um, any personal gains or anything like that. And uh, uh, Fury basically says... We want you on that list. We want to put your name forward. And Franklin's like, "Wow, um, I have to think about this." And uh, then Ivan <laughs> drops the hint that Daredevil has been around, but no one's seen Matt for a while, and says very loudly, "Hey, where's Matt Murdock?" I yeah. was like, "Oh, Ivan's letting him know. I should." Uh, what a stud! Ivan is always thinking about everybody else. Exactly. I like me some Ivan. So Matt, uh, Daredevil does the quickest of quick changes where he no, swings. No, th this is not the quick. Wait. Where he swings. Oh, no, it isn't, is it? I thought no. he did it on the swing. But he basically jumps out the window and says, got to go. See ya. Let me know what you choose to do, Foggy. I mean, Franklin. Mm -hmm. And jumps out the window, swings around, goes into the bedroom on the other side, gets changed. And while he's doing that, he thinks... I hope no one asks. I hope maybe I can get in without no one noticing that I was gone. And he steps out and they're like, Matt, what happened? <laughs> He's like, oh. Uh, but, I he, but, but I think Foggy asked him something like uh, if the he said, Hydra, Hydra knock guys you knock you out. Yeah. And then Matt, he goes, oh, man. Oh, boy. This is good. This is good. I gotta, I, they, they came up with my excuse yeah, for me. I'm, this is perfect. I'm done. So we cut to Matt and Natasha. I did want to say one thing, though. Oh, yes. I noticed that the dialogue, or not the dialogue, I noticed that Foggy has gone 
back to being described as pudgy, tubby, tubby, yeah. and fat, and, yeah. and 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 all around kind of a just like a loser of a man. Yeah. And Nick Fury just had like he just he just doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. And this is a guy that he's trying to employ. Yeah. It's like you know, I don't think you, as a, a boss, you can't really tell your employers, yeah. hey, Pudgy, how you doing there, Lars? What, what are you doing? What do you think, Tubby? Yeah, what do you think, you of Tubby? Come and join the group? It just, it's just that it's been a while since we were at that banter, but mm-hmm. but now we're back to that a little bit. And it's kind yeah. of fun, honestly. But it's also, uh, you, you also get Nick Fury compliments him a lot and says, you yeah. know, you're a stand-up guy. So I think it's a way of Nick Fury kind of like saying, you know. I don't know that contradicts get... what I just said about how I like the dialogue, but I, I, I feel like moments like this work yeah. because F- Franklin Nelson is, is always the sidekick to Matt, to, to Matt, um, uh, Murdoch. That's his mm-hmm. last name. Sorry, he's a he's a side he's a sidekick to Matt Murdoch, <clears throat> and the sidekick can never be as you know, it can never outshine. No, exactly. It's like Robin outshining Batman yeah. in a Batman book. It can never happen. So no. I, I'm okay with you know them bringing him down, um, as long as they show how cool he really is, which they do in a lot of moments. So. Yeah, yeah, there are definitely moments. Um, so we cut to uh, Daredevil and Black Widow are training, and they're training great moment harder and. Uh, there's like a real, you know, it, it really just in the past when we've seen them fighting or not, sorry, excuse me. When we've seen them training, yeah. they're fighting against each other, but they're, they're it's holding punches. Yeah. Thing. It's more about working out. This is, they are actually throwing blows. Yeah. They're actually punching each other, kicking each other. At one point, uh, Matt picks up a medicine ball and throws it and hits Natasha in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the chest. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, like, she kicks him in the face. And she kicks, kicks him, him in the face. It's 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 perfect because they're letting that aggression out on each other yeah. in a way that is actually okay because they are both superheroes. Yeah, and they're training. You know, like you would never hit your spouse, you would never kick your spouse, but when you're training, and you're you know they're letting that aggression out in a way that is actually safe in this particular moment mm-hmm. because it's they're bettering their their superhero ability yeah. and training and stuff. And the dialogue matches all that. They, yeah, they, it talks about how they oh, don't yeah. want to pull their blows because they know that the people they're going up against aren't going to pull their blows, which is Hydra. Um, and then they, they stop for a moment and they have a little moment where they're talking about what Foggy means to, to Matt. Because you got to remember that Natasha is still kind of against foggy at this stage she, mm-hmm. she doesn't like him and she says why why do you care about him so much and matt explains that when his dad died matt, uh, foggy was the person that was there for him and really helped him hold it together and you know it's she gets she starts to understand the connection a little bit and she kind of loosens up and then the phone rings and it's ivan yeah we find out ivan is kind of keeping an eye on foggy to make sure he's okay yeah. Yeah, he's been following her and says, you know, uh, Fury's team have dropped him back home. No sign of uh, El Jaguar, no sign of Hydra. Do you want me to keep an eye on him? And uh, he says, you know, it's pretty, I'll, I'll stay here until dawn. But remember, it gets pretty cold in New York. And this uh, this rental car that we've got isn't as warm as the roller. <laughs> and uh, she says... Uh, uh, economy, Ivan, economy. <laughs> call me if anything happens. <laughs> Basically, stay out there. Yeah. And yeah, then they, they start talking and Natasha explains, you know, I've got Ivan keeping an eye on him. And uh, 
we'll be there. If Idra comes, we'll be there. And then there's a little moment where they kind of look like they're about to smooch and Matt fires yeah, the billy club. To turn off the light yeah. and then she turns Click. it on and, and she's like, like, not tonight. Nah, sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's, uh, I love this scene. Honestly, the last couple of issues, there's been some great scenes between uh, Natasha yeah. and Matt and, yeah. and really enjoyable. So, so now we go away from that and we go to, what do you call, is he Hydra Supreme? Hydra Supreme. So we cut to Hydra Supreme. This is the first time in the Daredevil book that we've seen Hydra Supreme. Yeah, he's and he's in an incredible throne. Yeah, he's in an incredible throne that's a big skull. He's yeah. dressed just like the Hydra goons, except for he has a big H on his chest. And he has this... Um, uh, this, the helmet is this, incredible. This, this helmet that it's like... What, I can't think of anything to compare it to. It's like a big dome yeah. that's got a skull on the top with yeah. like uh, these it's tentacles that come around. Very ornate. And, uh, and yeah. El Jaguar's there and uh, says, you know, I, we were caught out by surprise, but Daredevil being there and he's like, don't worry, we can take care of this. Um, and, and what's so great is we, 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 we change angles and we see inside Hydra Supreme's lair is a big giant wheel. Yeah, that's like an old rotary phone dial yeah. <laughs> with a H in the middle. It's great. And it has a list of the, that you have like the different team, the different uh, department heads that they have, division chiefs. Um, so you have like, uh, you can see El Jaguar is in charge of the commandos. Um, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of them. And he says, we're going to pick someone else to go and do it. And I think it's uh, now that they know that we're here, we can forego subtlety. So we're going to send the Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. And the Dreadnought the, the, comes out. He's a big <clears throat> giant robot that looks yeah, like the destroyer a little bit. He says, men call me that O Supreme Hydra but they also call me death. <laughs> death for all who oppose Hydra. Great. Yeah. So he goes out and then we cut to, there's this, there's this great uh, panel where uh, Ivan is watching over um, the Supreme Court, the New York uh, Supreme Court, I think it is, or it's it's uh, City Hall or something like that. City Hall where they're, they're, he's keeping an eye on Foggy. Mm-hmm. And, Matt, and there's this, this whole series of uh, captions that's talking about winter in new york and uh, yeah. how landlords are just scum basically they yeah. won't fix the heat and then people are going to die and it's it's kind of telling i, I wonder if a lot of the uh, writers and artists at marvel were having uh, <laughs> landlord problems <laughs> well, at this stage. We, we know they were not paid very much no. so that could be so the case it's like january 2nd 1975 new york city hall groggily returns to work after the holiday the temperature is a brisk 22 degrees the excuses landlords have been offering their tenants instead of heat since last november warm paper thin some of those tenants are suing their landlords the cases come to court in july some tenants have shrugged their shoulders and purchased inadequate electric heaters some will attempt to heat their dwelling via gas stoves a few will die as a result of this one tenant will using his landlord's name and address, subscribed to several, shall we say, exotic, esoteric publications. Winter in New York City is a wondrous thing. Ask Ivan. Ask Ivan. And then there's a shot of Ivan. He's just miserable, sitting yeah. in his car. Freezing cold. Yeah, watching Foggy. And it's like, I can't believe I trained for years for this. Yeah. And then Black Widow <laughs> comes up and says, Ivan, what have you been doing? You've been sitting here for hours. And he's yeah, like, well, like, you know, I knew that there was a Humphrey Bogart movie on later, so I thought I'd stay up and watch it. She's <laughs> yeah. like... Don't be glib, kid. I know you know, she doesn't it. treat him very well. She should be more appreciative of Ivan. I th- I mean, think about it. How many times has he saved her life? I mean, literally saved her from life. From the get-go. From the get-go. Yeah. And all she does is give him a little sass. Maybe that's their relationship. Though, uh, it might you know. be. Anyway, Ivan spots uh, Foggy and Matt. They're walking out. And then we have this question time. What is the difference between Spider-Man's spider sense and Matt Murdock's radar sense? Well, I'm going to give you the answer. 
Spidey's spider sense warns him of danger before it happens. Mm-hmm. Dee Dee's radar sense doesn't. And that's key because, <laughs> boom, right when it happens, it's an instant attack. There is no like lead up to this. No. It's the trucks show up. Mm-hmm. There, we have three semi trucks that back in simultaneously. Mm-hmm. They lower their tailgates. Um, excuse me. And then three, these really crazy looking tanks just pop out and just start immediately yeah. firing on City Hydra Hall. <laughs> and uh, luckily Matt is, um, it's funny because Matt, he has to, this is so, this is typical Matt Murdock. He has to figure out how he can save his and, and Foggy's life, but still keep a secret identity. Yeah. Cause he's like, Oh crap. Like if I, if I, you know, push Foggy out of the way before it happens, he's going to know I'm not blind. Yeah. Matt, it doesn't matter. You yeah. save your life. You save his life. Don't worry. You just do it. <laughs> and then while he's th- overthinking this, um, and a tank is beading basically directly onto them, um, from the sky comes Nick Fury and the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a counterattack, and they just... Oh, boom. They just tear them to smithereens, yeah. them Hydra people. And, and then, then Black... They say, <clears> sorry. Another, sorry. They say there's another flying figure coming in. I don't think he's on our side. And down comes... Dreadnought. Dreadnought. I have come for you, Franklin Nelson. Yes. And then, uh, and then, and then Matt does the whole. Hmm. Let's see. How would Matt Murdock be able to to I save tripped. the day here? You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna do pull the whole oops blind man falling routine. I'm gonna fall into him and knock him over with my shoulder. So he falls we, into the giant robot who, who it, 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 knocks him. It knocks him over. But the key is that this gives time for Franklin Nelson to like kind of move out of the way. Yeah. And then Dreadnought just like punches Matt once and I mean he goes flying he clear flying across some yeah. Rubble. yeah which is great because now he can you know do a quick change um, so he changes into Daredevil outfit as he's changing uh, Black Widow sw- uh, swoops down and mm-hmm. she starts you know hitting Dreadnought knocking yeah. him down or, and everything and then Dreadnought does this um, cracky move I call it, and I call <laughs> it a cracky move because that's what they, that's, uh, what they that's what they call it but uh, it's like a it's a punch it's like an energy punch i think yeah it's like he zaps he has a series of weapons which he goes under um basically black widow comes in as santa foggy get out of the way we're trying to rescue you and trying to dodge dreadnought who's firing different things at her and yeah. zapping her with things she's trying to zap him and he has uh he basically as a human insects uh your interference <laughs> for your interference you shall die and then he lets loose with his liquid stream of fire which is yeah at, it's very specific yeah 3500 degrees centigrade. centigrade yeah i know it's, it's so funny yeah i love the the dialogue is so good in this it, it really is um so the the fight continues, you know, for the most part, Daredevil and Black Widow are losing. Yeah, they're kind of holding they're holding him at bay, but yeah. he, he has so many other weapons. He yeah, he's, he's got gamma he's rays, got gamma rays, he has freeze breath. Freeze breath. Yeah, he's got karate chop slapping action. Yeah, and when he pushed that button on his back. Yeah. So they they kind of tag team in against him, but yeah. he's taking him out pretty quickly. And then he Fu- he knocks uh, Black Widow down. He has, does and freezes Daredevil. Daredevil's yeah. frozen by the frozen breath and Black Widow's down on the floor. And, and so we have Hero Foggy. Hero, Hero Foggy. Foggy. He looks, he says, okay, my, my, my friend and the Black Widow are, they're down for the cow. Yeah, and Dreadnought says, I'm going to kill these unless you tell me where Foggy Nelson is. Yeah, and, and, like, and they're oh. like, no, we're never going to tell you. And Foggy sees all this. And he's like, you know what? I got to be the bigger man. Mm-hmm. And he steps out and he's like, okay. The tubby man. The tubby man. <laughs> I didn't mean bigger, literally. <laughs> I meant it figuratively. So anyways, so he steps out. He goes, take me. I will go with you. Yeah. Leave them alone, and they leave. Oh, sorry. So, so uh, 
so funny. Black Widow, she goes, she's being held by the hair at this yeah. point, by the way. And she goes, no, Nelson, get back, you fool. And then Dreadnought's like, silence, woman. Boom, and smacks her down. Yep. And then he, uh, Dreadnought, he grabs, he grabs Foggy, foggy in his fur away. coat. And uh, they, they leave. And uh, it just, it, it, it oh, so, so, uh, Nick Fury shows up and is like, what happened? You know, what, what, where, where are they at? You know, where'd he go? And then Black Widow is talking and goes, she's so mad that Franklin Nelson potentially gave his life to save hers. And it's something that's, she does not like people doing things for her. She doesn't like being, at all. being held in debt. Yeah. For people. Um, she, but she, she hates also, it. This is, this comes, it's a double thing where she hates that feeling of owing someone something, but also, she has this thing of like, I really didn't like this guy, and now he's done this, and I see why, um, wh- why people like him. I get, it. I get it. It's he is he's heroic, and he did yeah. this for me, and now I'm gonna tear Hydra apart to rescue right. him. It's gonna be my mission because I am gonna tell if if they've done anything to harm Franklin Nelson, mm-hmm. they're gonna pay. They're gonna pay. They're gonna pay. Um, so that finishes that issue, and uh, I'm excited because when you take a look at the cover of issue um, 122, 122 mm-hmm. it's a great cover, mm-hmm. and we have the return of Blackwing, which we Blackwing. saw maybe three or four issues ago, yeah. and it's a shot of him riding like a like you'd ride a horse, <laughs> riding a giant bat, a giant and bat. Uh, they're attacking Daredevil up in the sky uh, above New York City. And I we like also got it's yeah. gonna be one of those really bad days. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be one of those really bad days. And and we see that this is gonna also have uh the return of El Jaguar as well. Jaguar. Enter um, Blackwing. They do a pretty cool thing on the the opening of this, which is they have a one page recap um via a a news desk. We have a news report that's going on, a newscast that's going on, and I tell you the splash gives you the recap and then it kind of it, it, speeds the story along, which it, is, it does and it and it continues over yeah. the next few pages as so well. It shows it shows um Black Widow and Daredevil and uh, Shield basically searching for um for Foggy and for Hydra and they're having lots of different skirmishes with them. But what's cool is like they're taking out Hydra agents all over yeah. the place. Imagine while the, they kill a few of them. Yeah, well. oh yeah, lots so of them. Lots of them are going to the on both morgue. Sides. Oh yeah, deaths on both sides. That's yeah. right. And and uh but they're doing they're they're successful in taking down agents, but they're not successful in finding any info on where they're holding yeah. um, Franklin Nelson. But what I thought was interesting was the news reporter says and uh no word has been given yet to Franklin's parents. Yeah. Uh, we haven't been able to reach them yet because they're on vacation. They're in Switzerland. They're in Switzerland. But we have this photo here of them in Switzerland. And I'm thinking, so you haven't re- reached them yet while they're in Switzerland. How did you get that photo of them in? There's no email. No. Like, how did you get a photo of them in Sw- Switzerland? Where did it come from? Did they take it and Maybe mail they it? Sent it? Yeah, they from, sent it to from, Candice. From Switzerland? Yeah. Okay, that's what <laughs> that they must do. be a very long vacation. But it's how long of, it would take to get from maybe, Switzerland? Uh, maybe. Well, it's it wouldn't take that long. It's 1975. It's not like they live in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I'm but, sure. But how long? Oh, oh, oh <laughs> you, you, that, that's right. You can I hire think, a hero for a day. Yeah. Can you bring this uh, envelope with this photo to can my daughter Candace? Can you take this to the news station? <clears throat> um, and then it shows Candace and Deborah yeah, who are wild. they're distraught. Yeah, there, Candace has come back from her um, Washington hearing. <laughs> And she's hanging out with Deborah, the fiance. They're not married yet. No, nope. still aren't married. Um, it's a long engagement. 
It is good for that. So, so anyway, so Daredevil um, turns off the news. The angriest news. The angry, <laughs> yeah. And we cut to Frank, or excuse me, we cut to Nick Fury's office, yeah. and uh, uh, Fury's in there with some of his agents, and Daredevil's talking. They're like, "We got to figure this out. Are we yeah. wasting our resources by Dum-Dum just staying?" Dum Dum Duggan, isn't it? it is, yeah, Dum Dum Duggan and um, and Val. And Val yeah. Her name is. So uh, they're like, "Are we wasting our time just sticking to New York? I mean, there are other places. We don't know if he took." Or if, if if Hydra took a foggy outside of New York and and uh, yeah, we're making a lot of assumptions. Yeah, and Fury is like, just let Shield handle it. We know what we're yeah. doing. Tubby says it's Shield's fault. Tubby's in trouble. <laughs> Fury, please. While this is happening, Black Widow bursts into the room, dragging a Hydra agent that she's just knocked unconscious. She, yes, and she finally <laughs> got some information that yeah. could potentially lead to foggy yeah and it's a card with a bat on it which you had mentioned last episode yeah. how blackwing ha- loves it yeah he's got a little card of uh-huh. uh, of a bat yeah and it's got an address of, of a warehouse on it and shea stadium uh, or sorry uh, it's in queens sorry. Uh, of in queens yeah um, I th- but i love the fact she she drags this guy in and says okay i've got some information for you there's a warehouse uh, i i bumped into these three hydra scum in the wall street base this one talked. The others are in a hospital. Yeah, no. This she, guy looks she, like he's on his yeah. way to hospital too. Yeah, and um, so they're looking at the card. They they get this address of this warehouse that's on there in Queens. And um, uh, somewhat, Matt of course can't see it. Daredevil can't see it. But and he hasn't touched it. And uh, Duggan goes over and goes, "It's nothing but a picture of a bat." And then Daredevil goes, "A bat, of course." I know who this is. I know who this is. And this yeah. could be really dangerous. And so Natasha right away is like, I'm going right, to go to that off. warehouse. Yeah. I'm going to go find it. And, and, and Daredevil's like, no, stop. Yeah. Uh, don't do not do that. It, he it, grabs her. And this is, the, I mentioned about the callback of the, the infamous butt slap uh, panel. This is the callback where he grabs her and says, wait a second. And she says, you're getting awfully liberal with your hands, Daredevil. Once is horseplay. Twice it's developing into a decidedly bad habit. Um. Well, okay. So anyways, yeah, no, I, I hear you. Um, so Daredevil... He says, I got to go along. Yeah, she, she, she's, she's, tr- she's trying to... They basically argue about who's going to go gonna alone. Go, who's going to go alone. And <laughs> see, the, the, in this is like, the, the thing is, it's like Daredevil needs to realize that if you want to win Black Widow, mm-hmm. if you want her to stay with you, you're going to have to handle yourself a little bit differently. You yeah. can't keep trying to protect her. I mean, you guys were literally last issue kicking each other in the face. Yeah. You guys are equals. You need yeah. to go out together. You just need to tell her the plan. If you don't want to tell the plan to Shield, that's fine. Yeah. You, you go do it somewhere else. Yeah. But just don't try to exclude her. And then Nick Fury says, "You both of you guys are idiots." He Stop goes, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Get out of here!" <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go and check out that. Nobody's going to check out that warehouse until I get a backup force ready. Move in on it. And he says, okay, fine. Daredevil says, I'll be back. And swings out, goes find the rooftop, and then punches his fist through a door. Yeah. And Black Widow followed him and said, hmm. And now this is where... A little he, upset, eh? And now this is where Daredevil took my advice. Yeah. See, he was listening. Yeah. He was listening to me, Jamie. He, he tells Black Widow about Blackwing. And says, maybe this is, you know, this is dangerous. I was just worried for you. And she goes, I understand that, but this is something I can help you with. Yeah, you've got to stop treating me yeah, like a sidekick. They, they do a little kissing, and then they decide to go off together. And so this, she says, are you ready? The two of us are going to go and do it. Okay, partner. Yeah. And he says, okay. Yeah, see, so he actually was listening. That that was the advice I just yeah. gave. They say, so, first, we're going to swing off and stop off somewhere. And they swing off together to uh, uh, Deborah Harrison and Candice 
Deborah, Har- I guess the Nelson's apartment, and I stop in, have a word, and say any update. And Candice uh, gets comforted by Daredevil, and he has a moment where he's like, maybe the problem isn't that it's Natasha. Maybe the problem is that I have this fixed idea of what I want from a woman, which is that I want someone. I know. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, he wants someone that's a damsel when they're a damsel and a strong, independent woman. When when, and it's like, maybe I'm too controlling. Maybe it's me. It's such a cool moment. Yeah. I actually, sh- I actually show this to my wife. <laughs> These <laughs> panels to my wife. Just just to te- not for any speci- specific reason. Uh-huh. Just to show her like the type of stuff that I was reading. Like yeah. how, how deep this stuff actually gets. And it's funny because Daredevil is, he's very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he he throws his 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 life you know he puts his life in danger to save people all the time all the time but when it comes to his emotions and everything yeah. he's 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 not very strong he, he's 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 kind of weak and he's finally realizing like okay like you know I need to open up about yeah he how to, to treat a woman about how to I should be handling these situ- situations if I ever want to keep anybody because yeah. he has had terrible luck with women terrible yeah. luck. Throughout life, oh yeah, um, but it was a great, a great little moment there. Yeah. So we cut to um, we cut to this we're warehouse. We're in Queens. We're outside of uh, oh, mile or so yeah. from Shea Stadium, which we remember yeah. from the Circus of Crime. And there is a, a sound, a sound that if you were in the area, you might notice, but most people probably wouldn't. But it's a sound that is bats, bats, lots There's of bats. bats. I um, really like Blackwing. I got to tell you, I like him. He should have been called Blue Wing because he's wearing all blue, but I just love how he's got bats that are always flying around him. And he's on the telly, telly, he's, uh, what do you call it, FaceTiming with um, Hydra Supreme. And they're basically (laughs) talking about what the real plan is. The whole uh, Franklin Nelson thing is a ruse, and the whole idea is that they're trying to infuriate Fury enough um, so that he leads an attack against them so that they can take out Fury and, yeah. and wipe out S.H.I.E.L.D. or make S.H.I.E.L.D. less effective. And in, which is weird because they're sort of saying, you know, if we kill, we kill Fury, S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone. Yet the whole point of HYDRA is if you kill the leader, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You think they'd be a little more conscious of the fact that maybe that isn't uh, but anyway. Right. Anyways. Fury is effective. Um so they're talking about, you know, this is gonna be great because we're gonna lead them here and they have a psychic guy called Mentalo and he reports that they've sensed that um Daredevil and Black Widow are on their way. Yeah. So Mentalo is is there sensing this coming and he's like, We are gonna end this once and for all. We'll be able to take out all the heroes if we keep doing this. This is gonna be great. Just stick with it and uh stick with the plan. Hey, do do you do you think that uh when Marvel created Blackwing uh-huh. and they knew that, you know, he controlled bats and stuff? Yeah. Do you think they were thinking, okay, what are we going to name this guy? We can't name him Batman. Yeah. You know, because Batman's taken. I bet you anything Batman got brought up in the discussion when they were naming this character. Oh, definitely. Because they were trying to think of a a creative way, and I bet you they tried to incorporate the word bat many times, but they couldn't come up with a good No, exactly. Sort of like Dr. Bat, Mr. Bat. You know, <laughs> no, seriously. The, the, I bet they did. Yeah, Blackwing is a weird. Is a weird. Yeah, but also, um, you know, Nighthawk is Batman as well. He's a yeah. he's a, a, a take on. But this bats. guy literally has bats, yeah. so that's why. You know. It's kind of funny because the the idea of something that's like he's so he controls bats, so maybe yeah. that's like a little like you know, the idea of 
Batman controls the trademark of bats. He's yeah. like that. He controls <laughs> bats so much that he's dangerous that so we can't yeah. go anywhere near him. Um, <laughs> That's and funny. anyway, he uh, Black Widow and Daredevil smash into yeah. the warehouse. They smash through a skylight, of course, because the breaks. Uh, There's more another, glass than the other. No, the other one had more glass. You think? I this think one's so. got a lot of glass here, and it's and a lot of glass. They smash through, and down below is El Jaguar. El Jaguar. Yeah, he's hanging out, and he's like. Uh, the Black Widow. Okay, I will, I thought I was gonna fight Daredevil. Says a couple of sexist things, and she's like, "You're such an idiot. I'm gonna have to take you out now." <laughs> yeah. And she fights him pretty well. She takes oh, yeah. him on really quick, and she says, "You know, we, we've got a little. I, I've got a little payback for you because you kicked me in the head last time we met." <laughs> and I, yeah, and um, I love this. So so the fight continues, and uh, Blackwing is talking to um, is talking to uh, Hydra Supreme. Hydra Supreme, and then Daredevil sneaks up. Yeah, and uh, it's Face so time. it's so funny before blackwing can lay a hand on daredevil before daredevil can can it's land a hand on blackwing panels. literally blackwing sends three or is it three four four uh four mutant bats sends four mutant bats that pick up daredevil yeah. and fly him up into the sky yeah, they've been bred with super strength super four strength mutant bats. bats one and of my favorite panels from this issue i'm gonna i i've posted it on yes Twitter go a ahead. couple of times so um but uh, yeah hydra supreme basically is there and he says uh Behind you, Daredevil's coming, and Blackwing says, I know. I know. I control all the bats, <laughs> and the bats already told me. <laughs> so don't worry about it, all right? Um, so as I mentioned, the, the bats picked up Daredevil, and then what's cool was this was the this was, was great. They weren't picking him up to bring him somewhere. No, they were, just, they were literally picking him up to drop him. Yeah. It, perfect. Yeah. It's a and great he, way. He manages to sort of swing around a little bit and just, well, just before he's about to hit, actually he hits the ground, doesn't he? He drops into the ground. He's about to hit the ground fully, but bat, black wing slide, smashes into him and knocks yeah, it, some of It the, was kind of weird. It didn't yeah. really make any sense, but yeah, so black wing swings by and, and he's he got, throws he, a bag. He of, throws little bags of, of, um, of dried blood, dried blood. <laughs> I know. And by doing this, it, it draws out the person or it draws out the creature that we saw on the cover. Yes. The giant, the giant, giant bat. bat. And this bat is literally the size of say man bat for yeah. one of Batman's rogues. Yeah. And, and so daredevil starts to fight him. And this is one of the, uh, craziest moments so far in any daredevil issue was so he's fighting this bat and he decides okay the only way i'm going to be able to 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 save the day to get to to get to foggy i have to kill this bat the bat has to go so he literally and i'm not joking folks he takes his his billy club the latest new the newest one and he snaps it in half so it'll have jagged edges yeah and he takes the jagged edge using his radar sense zoning in on exactly where the bat's heart is and he takes it and he stabs the bat <laughs> in the heart and you can see you can see the bat going in crazy yeah. and man bat you know sw- uh, uh, swings in and is like Creighton you shall pay for that Blackwing what I say man bat sorry That's cool. uh, so Blackwing so he swings in and he's and he's mad and the whole time I'm thinking like dude you can't be mad at Daredevil for killing your bat because you were trying to kill Daredevil. It's yeah. like, come on, Daredevil dude. even says, like, he says, do you know how many, how much time and effort I put into creating that incredible creature? And Daredevil's like, well, I've had some time and effort put into creating me. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's a great uh, little moment. And uh, But you have to admit, though, that was, a cr- that was crazy, like that he actually stabbed the bat in yeah. the heart he, with a knife. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a knife, but Straight it was a up j- shanked. That you no, know, he he did in, in the heart. I mean, that 
the book is getting a little bit darker, a little bit more violent as we get through the years. And we're back in 1975. So Daredevil's standing there and he's thinking, without my billy club, I'm going to have a real tough time fighting this guy who can fly and swoop higher and higher. We cut back to Black Widow uh, still going with El Jaguar. El Jaguar thinks he's taking care of her, but she just zaps him straight in the (laughs) face and he drops to the ground. And then she has a moment where she's like, there's another great Bob Brown face of the Jaguar realizing that she's pointing the widow's kissed uh, yeah. bracelet right out he's like oh oh zap he's done and she thinks should i finish him off hmm should mm. i kill him i should probably go find daredevil yeah. he probably needs my help and she sneaks off and then sure enough daredevil and blackwing we cut back to them and they're up in the rafters <laughs> in the warehouse and daredevil's like I've got to jump. Yeah, the only way I can get him is jump at him. So he jumps at him, and he's far enough away that Blackwing has probably like six seconds just to move. (laughs) So Blackwing just moves out of the way, and Daredevil goes off the edge. He goes, "Uh uh-oh, I mistimed that. And and, and he starts to fall, and he literally falls, and he hits the ground again. He turns himself around so he lands on on his his back, back. which is, is, um, I think there's like a whole thing of like in karate, the way that you fall, or in judo, the way that you fall, you're supposed to put the biggest uh, amount of space. Maybe... So he's he's kind of twisting so that he can take some of the blast. But out he of it falls so he from really it. high, and this it's is the second up. time in this issue that he has fallen yeah. and hitting the ground hard. And he is un- he's knocked out at least two stories, at least yeah, at least. And then we cut to it before this issue ends. We go back to the we have uh, a reveal. We yeah, we go back to the main layer of um of black. I guess of black. We're back to the FaceTime. Screen. Back to the FaceTime screen, and Blackwing is talking to the Hydra. Sub- and he takes off his mask and reveals two things. He reveals that um, he is Silvermane, uh-huh. and he reveals that actually he doesn't reveal the second thing yet. That happens in oh, the next he, issue. He kind of throws it away. He says, "My son." Oh, my son. He does here. Yes, so he reveals son. that he is Blackwing's father. Yeah, Silvermane. Now, Silvermane is a Spider-Man uh, foe, and you know we're always talking about who will be. Daredevil's arch nemesis. I can't see him taking a Spider-Man foe. No, and ta- it's there's not, no it, it way on earth they're going to take a Spider-Man foe. No, just to throw away no, Spider-Man foe. Never and turn would do that. Arch no, there's no, there's no, there's no way. That no will way. So no we're way. not even going to count. No, no there's way. no way they would take any, ta- any Spider-Man. Any foe time a Spider-Man foe shows up, we're just going to completely. Yeah, that will never. That will happen. never, never ever, happen. ever happen. Not a chance. No, no way. No way. No. No. Okay, we are right. going to do the last of the Tony Isabella uh, yes. of this storyline, which is 123, Holocaust in the Halls of Hydra. So this is going to wrap up uh, the Hydra storyline. Yeah, it's a pretty cool Salbashama cover. It, it is, yeah. No, it is a very cool cover. And, and what the cover does is it shows us who all the players are going to be. We've got Silvermane. We've got Dreadnought, we've got Blackwing, we've got El Jaguar, who have all been in it, so we know Silver uh, yeah. Dreadnought's coming back. We, but we also have um, a Mankiller. Mankiller. Yes, Mankiller. <laughs> and Mankiller is a female who is, I would say, a little bit bigger than a normal female, mm-hmm. maybe like an Amazon or an Amazon mm-hmm. type. Uh, build in kind of body armor, yeah. very orange. Yeah, everything's or- I mean, orange. I mean, sk- her skin's white, but she's yeah. orange and brown. Yeah, costume, uh, you know, reddish hair. But yeah. uh, man killer, yeah, man killer. So yeah. go ahead, Jamie. If you want to start in the so we start and uh, we have a complete uh, uh, jump in from where we were, which is that uh, Silvermane is on the FaceTime screen and he's talking about how the plans are all coming together. We've got everyone where we need them to be. 
Hydra is going to take over the world and Silvermane shall rule over all. Whilst he's doing that, Black Widow has crept into the room and is about to zap uh, Blackwing in the back and says, you know, I don't, I don't think it's totally fair, but I think I can forgo fairness but take him out. Just before she's about to do that, a, a huge, pretty big hand <laughs> comes and snacks her out. And that's, uh, that's uh, Mankiller. Mankiller hits her, talking about it being hit from behind. She, she kind of karate chops or slaps her and knocks her out unconscious. Then we have this moment of the... Of, um, we, we learn that um, Mankiller is uh, Katrina Van Horn, um, who recently appeared in Marvel Team Up number eight? She's a. I read a bit about her. She was a, a, a champion skier, and uh, <laughs> she was challenged to a battle of the sexes by another by a male skier who cheated and sent her crashing. And so she um, hates all men, and she had this special suit designed for her that gives her super strength. So that's man killer. Um, they get into this argument, and uh, Blackwing's basically saying, I had it covered. I knew she was there. You didn't need to help. And he's like, well, you can handle a man like Daredevil, but you couldn't handle a woman like Black Widow. Ah. I was helping you out because you men are weak. Look how she took out uh, El Jaguar. He's still unconscious. Haven't been able to bring him around. And then Hydra Supreme Silvermane says, just stop fighting. Yeah, it's Come like, on. what are you guys doing? What are you doing? You're in, you, you are divisional chiefs. And, and the best part is, is they kind of agree on it. That they're yeah. like, you know what? You're right. We should stop this banter. Your so, old man's right, Blackie, she says. Yeah. And then they drag the bodies. The, all three of them. All yeah. three of them down. A, a staircase appears in the floor and they drag them down there and it slams and it says, we've got to work on the, the supreme, yeah. the cause of Hydra. Then we cut to this yeah, we great cut, sequence we, of Ivan. Ivan. Anytime we bring up Ivan, it's just a good day. So Ivan, he slams each other. He slams his fist on, yeah. on the table and he's like, This is stupid. Are you listening? And, and, and Fury's like, un- Unfortunately, yeah, I am. I'm listening to you. Don't they have coffee breaks in, <laughs> in Russia? Russia? And then he says, he's All right, all right. There, yeah. yeah, he's sitting there smoking a cigar. Smoking a cigar. He says, I guess it's about time me and my boys were getting a move on anyway, but the spies union is going to give me hell over this. Dum dum, break could, out those jetpacks. <laughs> could you imagine, like, this, this is S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yeah. And they're sitting back and they know what's going on. They yeah. know that Daredevil and Black Widow went they're over just to that. Out thing. The clock. So they know that. And like, All right, guys, uh, we've got seven more minutes for break. You yeah. know, we're back in five. It's like, oh. dude, you can't do that when you're you a superhero. Cool. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to hand out meal penalties? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> do you have any idea how much that will? Anyway, so they throw on some jetpacks, jump out the window, fly off, and Ivan's like, "I'm coming with you." And he throws on a jetpack and flies up, and they are heading to Shea Stadium. To Shea Stadium. So that's we have right. a little moment where we see Shea Stadium, and underneath, well, Shea they're Stadium, actually technically heading to the warehouse because I don't think they know at this. Oh point. no, they're going. They say we're going to Shea Stadium. They go out and out. We're going to go to Shea Stadium. Oh, okay. Um, he says, uh, we're going to take an afternoon's festivities at Shea Stadium. Oh, okay. They get there and they, you, you see a cross section. Um, oh, I, is, I love this. I yeah. love this because Shea Stadium has been around for a very long time yeah. and they're making it seem like underneath and they even explain like, you know, we don't know how it happened. We don't know. Yeah. But under, there's no way of explaining this, but underneath Shea Stadium is where Hydra's headquarters yeah. are. And it is a block long and four floor building that they've yeah. managed to secretly build underneath Shea Stadium. I know it's so. Then cool. you have this great sequence of Daredevil coming too, and it's it's all presented in radar vision, and it starts with just the the circles of the radar, mm-hmm. but blackness, and it's him coming too, and he's like, right. I don't know where I am, but I'm guessing I'm tied up in a room. I'm still alive. 
I can sense people around me. I can sense these people over here. I can mm -hmm. sense some of the Hydra agents and I can hear Foggy. I can hear Black Widow. Yeah, so everyone is there and, yeah. and it's great too. And they're all in one little small room, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But uh, the monitor is also there. His name's Monitor, right? Mentolo. Sorry, the Mentolo? Mentolo. Mentolo. Mm -hmm. So Mentolo is there. And during this whole sequence, um, uh, since Daredevil has finally come to him and Black Widow are starting to have this like uh, little have a whisper, whisper fest because because Black or uh, Daredevil goes all you have to do is all you have to do is whisper and I can hear you I have super senses so they're so they're whispering to each other and then all of a sudden um, the mon uh, Mentolo. Men Mentolo is like guys stop whispering I can hear you I can yeah. read I can read your minds you yeah, know? I can read your minds they're talking about what they're gonna do yeah and but, then, but, but then what's great is is that Matt's like you know what let's just keep whispering keep whispering I want to test something I want to I, I want a theory I, I have a theory that he's not gonna be able to keep reading our minds to know what we're talking about and continue to track because right now he's tracking um, Fury, Fury, and, the, uh, and all agents. and all the shield agents who are showing up. Uh -huh. So um, uh, uh, Mentolo is not going to be able to do all that no. at the same time. So they they continue the little whisper fest. Yeah. And anyway, so we get to a um, I guess the backstory on how Silvermane became Silvermane. Yeah, Silvermane was a he was a member of the Magia. Yeah, who you remember from um, uh, way back when when you had yeah. the Gladiator and um, Mass Marauder, Mass Marauder trying when they to were become the head of the trying magic. to become the head, yeah. And he was trying to come up with a a, a solution to stop him from aging. He wanted to be a he yeah. wanted to live forever, but he it, it overdid had, it, and it had the reverse, and it had him you know start to de-age and become a kid. But then it, it wasn't. They, it they didn't, didn't really. Stop. It, it took him out of existence. It, is the story. It, but then it, yeah. like a rubber band, it snapped him. Right. Back. Yeah. Exactly. And and then what it did was it picked an age for mm -hmm. him to to be at and uh and and what's so funny is that age i guess it's like maybe we'll say 35 years old yeah and then he wears an old man mask yeah this is the weirdest it, reveal it's, ever it's so strange so, so we have him we have him looking like margaret thatcher to be yeah, honest he looks yeah. like this crazy yeah. old woman and and he takes with, off a rubber mask to reveal he's this 35 year old but he looks almost man. the same except he isn't he doesn't have as yeah. big a jowl but my question is is that why does it matter why does he have to come across as being an old man it doesn't matter. It at makes all. no matter. No. Uh, yeah, it makes no sense. It's a weird, weird moment, and it's it, right. And it took me a while looking at it. It was like because he still has this this shock of silver hair. His hair hasn't changed. The right. mask is just jowlier. And we have a really cool little moment here where Blackwing is he quickly runs in and says, "And I'm his son. I'm his son." And then he explains to Daredevil about how when he was working at yeah. the at the uh, with the Ringmaster. Yeah. The whole point that he joined up was to make sure that the ringmaster wouldn't figure out where Hydra's headquarters are. Yeah, and so he had joined up just for that purpose. And just I thought to make that, sure if they got close, exactly, he would, he would take them out as well. See, I don't know, Jamie. I'm feeling like there is a chance a Spider-Man villain could become Daredevil's arch nemesis because think about that. Silver Mane is having his guys. He's thinking ahead. He's like, you need to go there to prevent yeah. people from finding us. I these other baggage. I really think I a Spider-Man villain could become his arch nemesis. I, I really think so. A, In fact, a, one day we're going to be watching it on a TV show. I know I for know. a fact. I don't know. That's real. I could, clutching I could see it. I could see it. Netflix will make a Daredevil show. He's yeah. going to be fighting the Silver Mane. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Michael Douglas could play Silverman. Oh, that'd be great. No, no. But, and then when he takes his face off, it'll be uh, uh, anyways. It's CGI. It'll be it'll, it'll be it'll be CGI. <laughs> okay. um, so anyway, so. and then Mentolo shouts, "Oh, guys, they're here!" And uh, Shield agents come running around the corner. We see them. We see 
Dum Dum Duggan and uh, Fury and Val um, Valentina, Countess Valentina Vallegro. And uh, Silvermane's just like, well, I'm going to take care of them. Switches a switch and a explosion goes off that destroys the oh, warehouse. The that whole warehouse in. blows up, including it's all the people we just saw. Because it's like, why waste time it's, trying to it's, get... It's a perfect thing for an arch nemesis to do yeah. because you don't have time. No. Yeah, you don't have time. You just have to go for it all right then and there. So and so everybody's watching this. Daredevil, yeah. Black Widow, Foggy. They're like, oh. Foggy's watching. And they're like, oh, no. This and the, is the bad terrible. guys have won. The bad guys are gloating. And, and this is won. why I love Foggy. Because Foggy's like, you know what? I can't stand around and do He's anything. Like if you guys remember, there has been so many times where where Foggy is not not just like stepped in. Yeah, he's actually saved the day. He's he's thrown the first punch a few times. He has, well. yeah. Usually gets knocked out afterwards. Yeah. But so he he something he, snaps. He smacks one of the guards and grabs he, yeah, the he gun. Takes out a hydro gun, and then apparently he's soldier. a crack shot because he goes and like shoots the. Shoots the chain. Shoots the chains. That's, yeah, that, they're they're, that Black Widow and Daredevil are chained up with. he was just trying to kill with. them and they moved out of the way. <laughs> Seemed like a no, witcher. He, he, the, he frees Daredevil and Black Widow by shooting the... It's never quite clear if it's like a machine gun or a ray gun. I think it's a ray gun because later on it's used as a ray gun kind of thing. But mm-hmm. he frees them and basically the bad guys are like, well, yeah, you're free, but look how many of us there are and look how many of you there are. There's two plus Tubby versus us five or six look at the odds you're done for and just before who shows up who shows up i'll tell you who shows up jamie tell me nick fury shows up with this second i know with his entire team of agents of shield died he did die how did that happen i'll tell you how it happened he had he had something called life model decoys i've heard of these you have and these look like humans mm-hmm. and they're made to look identical to the people they represent but what's wait the key a second here? because oh, no. mentalo could you're, you're right you're yeah. right so they had to think about that and, uh. and what they decided to do is they ha- actually had to implement thoughts into these these life model decoys so that way they would have the appearance of being an actual real person not wow. just a robot so they could fool uh mentalo mentalo who cantaloupe cantaloupe who can uh, sense them. And so as you guys can all imagine, a huge fight happens. There's this, they, 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 Silvermane is... Uh, oh, he, he has to execute He executes plan. plan 420. For 420. Please. <laughs> yeah, he executes plan 420. And they all get high. Uh, translation, everybody out of the pool. So anyways... Um, it's a big fight, and you know we won't go into all the details, but it, you know we got. Oh, Dar- it's pretty great because we the got- Dreadnought straight away yeah. is like, I've got my stream of liquid fire, and Dead was like, Yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, it's we know. It's fifty-five degrees centigrade, whatever. whatever. Uh, yeah. And so they fight. Daredevil's taken on Dreadnought. But Dreadnought's taken out really quickly by. Um, he has a because he creates yeah, the, all of this super heat. He has to have a vent. Yeah. So the vent is in the back of his neck. So I was gonna. So, I was gonna ask. Dang it. Oh, this sorry. Is, my question was, how did they? How did they end up killing him? Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna go over it so quick that you wouldn't have a chance to explain. It. But anyways, I was so I sensed fo- that you were trying to do that. So so Foggy takes the gun and he that that he, that he shot uh, Black Widow and. Um, um, uh, Daredevil free the, the chain that was tying him up yeah. throws it to Black Widow and since she's a crack shot she shoots that little air vent and dreadnoughts yeah. back it's of like his the, neck uh, or something the Death Star yeah shaft. and he literally just explodes yeah. gone and, and then we have a new villain pop new up villain. who has not been advertised no and this is the Jackhammer yeah and he looks crazy cool he's insane he has yeah. he, he has like these knuckle dusters 
on his fists. Yeah, and a matching one on his forehead. What matching one on his forehead? And this is this is my favorite sequence in this issue because you have he appears and he says, "I designed and built part of this, and you are destroying it." And that, and he goes on this little not not quite a monologue, but he basically goes on and says, "You." are done for because you are destroying us and I am going to destroy you now. He says, I'm done. I'm through talking. Get, catch this. You're not getting out of here alive. And he looks badass. He looks yeah. like, it's like, oh my God, Daredevil's in trouble. And Daredevil's like, Foggy? Natasha, get Foggy out of here. And she says, what is it? Come on, we talked about partnership. And he says, Natasha, get Foggy out of here. Yeah. He says, you are in trouble, Jack Hammer. But- Let me explain why. You're not just, you, 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 what is it? He says, he says this great thing. He says, you think I'm fighting you. Oh, I'm fighting you, but I'm fighting somebody. I'm fighting somebody, all right. I'm fighting a man who's too stupid or maybe too unfeeling to realize what he's been doing until far too late. And Jack Hammer's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and Jack Hammer's basically throwing punches and destroying things around him. And Dead was avoiding Which is it, so funny because kicking he, him in the face. That he's destroying everything that yeah, he he's talked like, about. You destroyed my base. Watch me punch it. To- yeah. <laughs> and Dead was basically throwing punches and knocking him. And he says, I'm talking about a man who has tried to prevent another human being from becoming all that person could be. He's the guy I'm fighting, Jack Hammer, not you. He's the guy I hate most in the whole world. Me me and knocks him out and then says you didn't stand a chance man you just got caught in the middle it's cool for lots of reasons one reason why it's so cool is that this is where you you know that moment with with um superman superman is always that superhero that he's so powerful yeah that you that like if he wanted to he could destroy anybody he could win every battle but he always ends up losing because you, you have to have a story yeah right but then what the ultimately at the end how he always saves the day is he decides you know what I've been holding back this entire time yeah. you know like I'm not holding back any longer I am going to show you what I can do yeah. and this is exactly what Daredevil did in this moment yeah where he's like okay there's I can't control everything in my life but one thing I can control and one thing that I can do incredibly well is I can beat the crap out of you yeah, and he beats the crap out of this guy who's way bigger, way stronger. Yeah, has I guess you'd say more. Well, has more weapons because Daredevil has no weapons at this point. No, and he literally takes him down, and he parallels it all to his relationship with Black, Black Widow, Widow about his stubbornness, it's which is stubbornness, his stubbornness, and, and his pigheadedness. Yeah, and, and and it's bringing everything together. It's funny though that he tells Black Widow to leave. Yeah, but, leave. I've got this, which he's trying to stop doing. Yeah. But um, it was a it was a really cool little sequence. Yeah, and he beats it. And so obviously we have the man killer. We have Mentalo, um, or Mentalo, and we've got El, El Jaguar left. <laughs> They're and, running. And so uh, we leave the uh, we Mentalo have, is a coward, and it's, it's yeah. very clear he's like sniveling and going. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Last time these guys caught me, it really messed up my mental powers mm-hmm. for ages. Guys. So anyway, so the three uh, the three like, me- shut up. <laughs> the three members of Shield, uh, you know, oh sorry, the two the two members that you mentioned, Dum uh, Dum and uh, Val, yeah. and then Ivan, yeah. they they team up to take to take them out. And uh, I, I like how Dum uh, Dum like picks Dumb-dumb up Jaguar. Great. Yeah, he picks up Jaguar and, and makes. A comment about how everyone can't be Irish, yeah. and then he throws him. Well, Jaguar says, calls him, him calls him saying bad. He says, he says, uh, Americano payaso. Um, and uh, Duggan says, Hey, I don't know what you just said there, but it sounded like an ethnic slur. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he picks up El Jaguar and by the, by the ankles and swings him into a wall yeah. and knocks him out. 
And uh, and then uh, so we have the man killer, man killer that's fighting Ivan, and she throws a punch at Ivan, and yeah. he goes down, and he's like, "Hang on a second, yeah, you're wearing an exoskeleton. There's no other way that you could be that strong." And uh, so Val's like, "Here, take this, Ivan," and she tosses this a little. Um, I guess you would call it a jammer device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Takes his jammer device and he sticks it right on her stomach. He goes, oh yeah, I know. I know what this is. I made one for right. Natasha a while yeah. ago. <laughs> exactly. And and he puts it on her stomach and then uh, it makes it so she can't move. It like freezes up her exoskeleton. Uh-huh. Um, so they take her down. So now all that we have left is um, a silver Silvermane, Mane. Daredevil's potential new arch nemesis, and Blackwing probably wanted to call him Batman. So we've got them left and yeah. they decide to run because they, they, fi- they, they see ya. Yeah, they figure, you know, and this is what's this is one thing that makes Hydra smart and this is the reason why Hydra has survived as long as they have when they're outgunned and when they're outnumbered they realize this and they decide to run and regroup or in regroup excuse me rather than just try to keep going in there mm-hmm. and, and winning they they know when they've been defeated yeah so they go to leave and that's exactly yeah, they say we will rebuild right as and that's exactly what they Commander do and Kraken they left. Is waiting at the docks so this whole storyline and the, the the end on Tony Isabella's run here it, the last little bit is Nick Fury you know with all the tanks they're 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 gathering up all the hydra guys and mm-hmm. arresting them and then we have uh Fury talking to um Franklin Nelson being like all right so you saw everything the hydra can do what do you think? Oh, sorry, you saw everything that Shield can do. What do you think? You want to join up with us? Uh, everyone else is just kind of watching, and then uh, it's it's a great shot of Franklin, uh, of uh, Foggy, just looking around Shea Stadium, which is just in ruins. Yeah, it's completely in ruins, and uh, he goes, "You know what? I think I'm good. Yeah. I think I'm gonna yeah, pass. I'm okay. Yeah, buddy. I'm okay. Thank you. Uh, the story is dedicated to." Um, I guess Tony Isabella's godchild. Yeah, Tony Isabella's godchild, Vanessa Nicola Hoydick, Hoydak. Mm-hmm. And he hopes that she will someday read it and realize that sometimes the good guys do win, if you believe. Very cool. It's very touching. And I tried to, I, I looked up, uh, but I couldn't find anything other than that dedication, but it's kind of a touching little moment. And that is latest to Tony Isabella. Yes. So before we jump into the next issue of yeah. Daredevil, a quick little we've got a two issue little thing that we yeah. won't spend too much time on. No, it kind of we, we join it halfway through as well. This is Defenders issues twenty four and twenty five, which is June and July of nineteen seventy five. Um, issue twenty three is the first part of this story, but Daredevil doesn't feature in it, so um, yeah. we and, can and kind of pick up. Yeah, and it's called it's written by Steve Gerber. I want Steve to Gerber, Sal Buscema, and, and and Len Wayne is is the editor who's all also editing Daredevil at the yeah. same time. Now, uh, a funny thing is the covers um, had a few artists listed. Um, and there, I was looking at it, I was like, well, okay, it's um, Gil, uh, Gil Kane is doing one of uh, the covers, and I think it's inked by Klaus Janssen. Um, and it said John Romita. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I started reading up on it. John Romita does the Hulk's faces <laughs> on the covers. That's funny. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Defenders 24. So we jump right into the middle of a storyline which sees the uh, Sons of the Serpent who will feature in later, much, 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 much later Daredevil comics. But Sons of the Serpent are basically a white supremacist group. And they are, um, they're real nasty racist POSs in the Marvel Universe. And their whole thing is that they actually want ethnic cleansing. They want the white man to rule supreme. Um, they have captured the Defenders 
Um, and and I did want to point out that the defenders are a little bit different than uh, yes. what we we listed last time. We've we add, we've added Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket is there. It's Doctor Strange, uh, Valkyrie, Nighthawk, and Yellow Jacket are the ones that have been captured. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that we have. Uh, Doctor Strange is unconscious at the moment, and the others are kind of squirming in these weird serpent-looking chains that are holding them in place. Um, Bruce Banner has yes, escaped. He's he's escaped, and um, uh, the the whole idea is that uh, uh, who is uh, the 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 woman that uh, Doctor Strange? Uh, Clea is his Clea, disciple. Yeah, his he's, disciple uh, apprentice. So so he's at Doctor Strange's house, and uh, the he, Sanctum Sanctorum. The, the Sanctum Sanctorum, and uh, he's talking to Clea, and. Um, it's like, man, I don't, I like, I don't know what to do. You know, like when I was the Hulk, I, you know, I could, I, you know, smash. I, I smash everything, <laughs> but, but you know, the others are in danger. We, we need to find them, but I don't know what to do. And Clea's like, okay, I cannot like, oh no, no. One of, I think it's Bruce Banner says we need to come up with a team. We need to get other people, other people together so we can, before. so we can go save uh, the other defenders. Yeah. And Clea's like, okay, I think I can do it. Uh, yeah, she, she says, I haven't done this before, yeah, but she, I know that I can use. Th- there's this orb. The orb it, of Agam, Aga, what is the eye called? It's the crystal of um, Agamato. Yeah. And it's the orb of Agamato. So it's yes. not the eye which a Daredevil wears. It's a, it's a piece of it that, that exists outside. Right. Not Daredevil, that uh, 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 Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Sorry. So they decide the people that they're going to, uh, su- that she's going to try to summon are the are people that have worked with the defenders yeah. before so and we've to, got yeah. we've got uh she's going to try to or these are the people that she says that she's going to attempt to call yeah uh silver surfer uh daredevil power man uh damon hellstorm or he- sorry hellstrom submariner and hawkeye yeah so it's a pretty hefty yeah group. it's a big group so she goes in and the first person that she's able to contact is is damien hellstrom and i didn't know too much about him he's son a, of satan he's the son of satan but yeah. i have never i didn't know anything about his powers he's actually kind of cool yeah they uh, don't really, his powers are pretty vague but yeah he's like another mystic so character. he he so she, he's the first person that clea reaches out yeah. to and he uh he sees the the summons and it disappears, and he's like, "Okay, I got to get over there, but I'm clear across the the world right now, and I can't um, like like Doctor Strange is, is not teleporting me, so I had to find some type of, of form of transfer uh, transformation or transportation." Yeah. So he summons three magical horses from hell. Yeah. And uh, one's one's white, one's blue, one's purple. Um, they're called Hecate, H- H- Set, and Amon. Yeah, and they drag him in. He's yeah, old chariot. Yeah, so they get it. So he's on a chariot. Across and, time and, and, and space. Yeah, and he's got the big, uh, the big trident. Mm-hmm. And uh, and anyway, so he's heading to New York to help out. Yeah. Then she's beginning to feel the strain, clear, and but she she manages to get a signal to Daredevil, but he can't. He can hear it, but he can't sense anything there because it's an astral projection. So he's not hundred percent certain. He can't see what's there, but he goes with his gut and says, you know, I think. They need me, and I'm going to go, and I'm Daredevil. Well, you know, what have I got to lose? Right. So he he goes, he's summoned, and then she she collapses. She can't yeah, handle that's, it anymore. That's it's all, such a strain on her. It is, and it's such cool that they did it that way. Yeah. Did they mention all the potential people that she could reach yeah. out to? So knowing this, uh, Bruce Banner's like, okay, well, I I, I know I how know, to reach one of them. Yeah, I know one person I can reach out to. So she so he calls uh, Luke Cage. Yeah. Power on the man, phone. On the phone, and uh, he's like. Uh, because he's a hero for hire, as I'm sure most of you guys know, which means at this point in his uh, crime fighting career, uh, he you can hire him. You and, can phone him up and tell him what's going on. And you can pay him money and yeah. he will do things for you in a hero standpoint, like protect yeah. you, bodyguard, 
Um, yeah. You know, that type of stuff. He not do anything he, criminal. He, yeah, he won't commit any crimes. But he also, he, when he hears what's going on, he's like, oh, I can yeah. do this for free because it's white supremacist. So, so um, it's, a, it's a great moment where Daredevil, Luke Cage, and um, uh, Damien, they all arrive at the same time yeah. at the, at the, at the, They're the, like the sanctum at the sanctum. And, uh, you know, it's funny, like Luke Cage, Luke Cage and Daredevil are just watching Damien arrive on the horses and they're like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> and like, well, he's going to go up and push the, 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 um, the doorbell. We're just going to watch and let him do it. Cause I got to see what happens. Yeah. Um, so Cleo opens a door with Bruce Banner. They all go in, they explain everything that's going on mm-hmm. and they come up with a plan, um, that they're going to, uh, they're going to find and rescue. The they're going to find and, and rescue pretty much. And yeah. then we cut back to the other guys and they're still uh, c- uh, captured. And they come um, uh, Valkyrie, who was taken out by a female member of the Sons yeah. of the Serpent. Because um, she, she, can't, she can't fight women. And uh, the, the, the person behind all of this, some of that we haven't even mentioned, not behind it, but that's part of the group is Valkyrie's husband, who she doesn't know that she's married to. Well, the thing about it is, it's very, it's a very weird storyline. Basically, uh, they, Jason, um, I can't remember his surname now, but Jason, let me and see if I can find wife, it. Um, they joined a weird cult for a laugh um, and ended up getting caught up in some weird stuff. And his wife died, and then when. Valkyrie came back it looks just like his wife and he's convinced it is and she's like nope no idea who you are so he kind of keeps hanging around the defenders trying to to connect with her but she doesn't really want anything to do with it because she's not his wife or she is his wife it's never really clear um but he he's been hanging around and yeah. trying to help out the defenders. So but he's getting frustrated because so the serpents um, they take Valkyrie and they take her out um, and they're going to do a um, they invert a cross and they put her on a a, a pyre. They're going to set fire to this uh, right. To, to, yeah, to prove a point that they that they don't um, anybody who opposes their their beliefs is going to die. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's even if a, even a, though she's white, yeah, she, a, what do they call them? race traitor? They call it, something like that. Yeah, even though traitor. she's white, that but she opposes it, so they're going to yeah. burn her at the at the upside down cross. Yeah. So, so anyway, they take her away, and, and Yellow Jacket is able to break out, and yeah, he, but, he discovers that they're underwater. Yeah, yeah. So where they're being held, he doesn't know a way out of there. So so this is being broadcast on TV, mm-hmm. and the defenders are watching this. And it's when Hulk, to when Hulk sees it, he's like, holy Toledo, she's my friend, and she turns into the Hulk. So now they all head off to go ahead and uh, to yeah. save her. And so you got all four of them. you got Hulk, you've got Daredevil, you've got Damien, and you've got Luke Cage. Yeah. And Luke Cage is being driven in, in, the, the, chariot. Uh, in the chariot of yeah. fire, which is funny. Um, and they, they go to the... Uh, to just, the before, just as they get there, they, they get to where the... Yeah. The burning is going to take place, and uh, Hellstrom and Cage vanish. They vanish for Instantly. some reason, and we don't know why. We don't know why. So all that's left is Hulk and Daredevil, and they're kind of doing okay. But yeah. then um, the Sons of the Serpent blind the Hulk. Mm-hmm. They use a, a special gun to blind him, and Daredevil is kind of overpowered, and Hulk is kind of swatting people wildly. But he's he he can't really control what's happening. You know, that's a really good way to defeat the Hulk is to blind him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because the whole Daredevil tie-in, because yeah. They always try to blind Daredevil, but for Hulk, that makes perfect sense because if he's if you if you still follow the mindless version of the yeah. Hulk, the one who's kind of stupid, yeah, that's a great way to take him yeah. out. 
Because he even says in in the next issue, he says like, "I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. I thought this was me permanently, and I had no." So that first issue uh, done. is done. Um, the you know the, the, we leave it with the Hulk being blind, Daredevil being carried to be thrown in the fire yeah, with Valkyrie and Luke Cage and um, and and Hellstrom uh, are uh, vanished, and we know that the other defenders are being held underwater, and Yellow Jacket is free, looking for a way out. Yeah. Then we cut to uh, Hellstrom and. Um, uh, Luke realizes they've been transported. It's there was a connection. The eye of Agam Aga. How do you say? Agam Agamora. Agamotto. Agam. Yeah, Agamotto. Uh, which is on Doctor Strange's uh, cape. He's coming to, and he's able to connect with the crystal. So he's able to create this crazy link with Clear, the eye, the crystal, and mm-hmm. these new heroes that are there. And he teleports them to where they're captured. So they're able to free the team. <clears throat> and then we cut back to the blind Hulk who's sort of swatting people <clears throat> left and right. He's going wild and Daredevil's starting to wake up. Jack, Jack Norris is the husband. Jack mm. Norris comes running in because um, he thinks he's Valkyrie's husband. Yeah. Comes running in. Oh, I forgot to mention that he was coming as well. Yeah. yeah he he, went he to, runs in yeah. and he's like, this is enough. Uh, you guys are garbage. I don't care about all this race stuff. And you get, like, I think this is the point where you get a couple of the people in the population are like, yeah, this guy's right. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't like yeah. darkies, but we, yeah. Gonna- yeah. And, and, it, and it's, and if you think of the time period and stuff, yeah. there were a lot of people that were like that. And it, it's, the, it's the, I mean, there's the, still it, people like that. No, no, there, no, there <laughs> are, but, but I'm saying it's the light shining through to these yeah. people realizing that it's a okay, moment. It, yeah. It's like, you know, okay, I get it. You know, I was raised a certain way, Yeah, but these people, you know, this is wrong. Yeah, this is they, wrong. They, they can recognize right from wrong to a certain extent. Yeah. And so they step up and then they start just plowing these bad guys. So it's this brawl of yeah. uh, of regular pedestrians fighting these guys. Hulk finally comes to. He his, gets, his vision comes back. Yeah, he gets his vision back. So he ends up, you and know. Daredevil wakes up. Yeah, Daredevil wakes up and... Uh, all, all is, all is, you know, it's, it's all, all the as well. The tide has turned, yeah. The tide has turned, Basically, the, well. the plan of the, the, the Sons of Serpent, this is their plan. They wanted to push, uh, they wanted to create a migrant crisis. They wanted to push anyone that wasn't white out of the cities into the suburbs, and then they banked on people in the suburbs, white people in the suburbs, having such a strong reaction against this that they would take care of the problem and start to attack these migrants that were traveling looking for um, for help. Yeah. So it was creating this kind of uh, asylum where you, but this would never happen in the real world where people would turn against people looking for help and asylum. Um, the so the, the 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 suburbanites say you know yeah okay we don't particularly like black people but we're not going to go along with this story because this is kind of not really our thing and they fight back they push everyone back the sons of the servant retreat and um they all hang out and they say well we've still got to find the others so so the other guys end up they they they, they get out of they, they find a thanks to hellstrom he's yeah. able to find hellstrom basically does yeah everything. he does everything <laughs> he finds a way for them to get out un, under the water this tunnel that goes up to the surface and it comes out where we find out that um black or not black hawk we night find hawk. That, that night night dark batman <laughs> what's his name nighthawk. nighthawk that's right sorry we find out that nighthawk his his i guess his personal accountant the person in charge of his money yeah, the man charge his stockbroker all, all that stuff uh, is a person that is actually running the whole thing he's jc pennyworth jc pennyworth <laughs> who happens to be black yeah 
And uh, so he goes to his house. He grabs him and he and he brings him over to the uh, yeah Luke Cage where, where all the defen- where out. all the defenders are. And like this is a guy who is responsible for funding these people and for cause all of this stuff. And Luke Cage is like. He's a black man. Why would a black man be, go against his own people? And then uh, they start to fight, fight, fight. And then, and then he he has a pretty strong speech where yeah, he says, you know, where he goes, uh, "Do you like all white people? Do you, yeah, do white people like all white people? It's okay to go against people that are your yeah. own." Um, I just, so I just wanted to make money. For yeah, you. I wanted to make money. So it ends with um, him telling them where the, the their secret hideout yeah, is. Yeah, they basically go and they destroy. Yeah, and they destroy. It. And it's a really cool double page spread where it's all of the heroes just just fighting all of these these bad guys, and and they and they easily win. And then it ends with um, uh, um, Nighthawk still being mad at himself, leaving, saying, "I yeah, should have been smarter. Flies I away. I should have figured out what I was doing with my money, but." So yeah, so that's the end of that one. It was a it was a fun it was little a very Gerber esque. It was very Gerber esque. Mm-hmm. It, it, it had some fun moments, but mm-hmm. um, um, what we're going to get into next, I'm really excited about because as I was telling Jamie just before we started, um, everything that we've read since issue 100, this is issues 24 and 25. I think this is my favorite so far. Yeah. And so uh, this is Len Wen is the writer for the first half, mm-hmm. and then he hands over to Marv Wolfman, who's yes. going to become the regular writer mm-hmm. on the series. And I'm mm. I'm re- really excited uh, really excited about that. The tone of the comic book is is, is changes a little bit with Marv yeah. Wolfman. And now I, you have Gene Colan coming back for an yeah, issue to do yeah. artwork, mm-hmm. and he is joined by Klaus Janssen. Klaus yeah. Janssen, <clears throat> who is going to be um, the the regular inker and artist on the series for a long for, time. Yeah. It goes up until like one seventy, maybe even beyond. I think he does a couple of issues, uh, solo when, yeah. when, uh, when Frank um, Miller leaves writing. Yeah. No, I wanted to say though about Marv- Michelle Wolfman does the coloring as well. Yes. Uh, wanted to, uh, talk about Marv Wolfman a little bit. I actually had the opportunity to work with him a couple of weeks did. ago. Yeah. And, uh, he's such a sweet man. So so very nice. He's been doing this for fifty years now because yeah. they, they were talking about it. So so for fifty years he's been he's been working in comic books mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, right now he works for DC and he's working on um, a Raven book. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's like I think a nine or twelve issue mini series of Raven. Yeah. He's uh, very well known for he's run on Teen Titans on Teen Titans which and was everything. An excellent run. But uh, not to go into it too much, but. Um, Probably because I signed an NDA too. But um, <laughs> but one thing that uh, Marvel Wolfman talked about. Was uh, they uh, um, they were asking him about his kind of his the people that he looked up to you know when mm-hmm. he was starting out in comics and he, he listed a few people but one person that he said was Stan Lee and he goes I was a really big fan of he said he was a really big fan of Stan Lee and he said when when, when he was starting up starting out he didn't care so much about the plotting. Or, or the people that he followed weren't really the people that came up with the ideas and the layouts and stuff. And he really liked the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And he was really into people that wrote good dialogue. And, mm. and, he, and he was blown away by how good Stan Lee was at writing dialogue. Yeah. He said just the way he could tell a story through all the dialogue and stuff was... It was really cool just to hear him kind of talk about how, you know... Yeah. How much Stan Lee actually influenced him as a writer, yeah. as a creator. I think one of the things that that really I like about the Bronze Age and one of the the things that really warms me to the writers, I mean, if I was going to list my favorite writers, there's a bunch of guys that are writing now that I really like and there's some people from back then that are still writing now that I really like. But, you know, uh, uh, J.M. Dimitris, Steve Gerber, 
and um, th- these guys and um, um, and Bla- uh, Bill Mantler, and they, these guys are all really writing at this stage. And I think one of the things that I like about it is that you get a real sense of, and, and this is something that Stan Lee seemed to have, which was, you know, th- they're comics. They're often seen as disposable. They're often seen as like these goofy things that kids like. But they wrote these things where they respected the people who were reading them and they respected the characters. And even absurd villains that would come in, like Stillman, who you could say is just ridiculous, but they made them seem threatening because they never made fun of them. Now you have a little bit of a... Like the, these, these writers like Marv Wolfman are all people who were fans of comics and they wrote letters and their names appear in the letter pages. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they are all part of this community that was building up around it. And this is all, you know, when we say comics, we're very much specific to mainstream superhero right, American right. comics. Let's not kid ourselves that this is, this is like a small sliver of the pie. Um, there's this real nice sense that they respect and appreciate what people have done before and what the characters are and what they mean to people. That's the main thing is that like the characters mean something to someone. You shouldn't make fun of that as an idea. Yeah. And they're really cool at creating these stories that don't do that. Um, I think at some stage in the mid-80s, there was this real push to make comics more adult, make them seem... Oh, yeah. And because of that, there was often some people would come in and go, yeah, but that was goofy back then. This is more serious, and there was like, if you know, for a long time, Silver Age was seen as absurd. But yeah. you go back and read them; they're great fun. They're no, really they good are. Fun. I know, and that is that is so true. If you talk to anybody who hasn't, who's pretty much started on modern books, yeah. when you ask them to go back and, and read some of these old classics and stuff, that they can't even stomach it because they're yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cheeseball." Yeah, you know. So yeah, I kind of like that Marvel Woman comes in, and he, he, I've read a couple of interviews with him where he said, you know, he had a real tough time finding his handle on Daredevil as a yeah. character, but it doesn't stop his stories from being fun. No, they, they are good. And in fact, this two-parter, this 124 and 125, yeah. is really good. And I was looking up uh, Copperhead because I just wanted to make yeah. sure, mm-hmm. I wanted to see you know, how long he ends up being in, yeah. in, the, in Marvel and, and everything. And there are actually three versions of Copperhead. Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. They're not related at all. No, um, But this, this first one was created by Len Wayne, Marv Wolfman, um, and Gene Colan is also mm-hmm. credited because yeah. he was the artist on it. Um, but yeah, this is a great one. So let's, let's dive into it. So as I mentioned, um, it's Copperhead. Um, the cover's great. It's a shot of Copperhead w- yeah. with some type of gun shooting Daredevil with these um, these little arrow things. Yeah, um, it looks co- like you're Copperhead playing. has such a cool look. If you're a fan of Noir, if you're if you're a fan of like you know, old detective uh, books and pulp books and stuff. Yeah. Th- this is right from that. This He's whole kind of, story is, and his whole this whole character design, the way yeah. he looks, even the way he acts and everything, it's, it really goes back to like the 40s and the 50s and yeah. those pulp heroes. And um, just super fun and exciting. And, uh, and, and I'm excited to dive into it. Yeah, he, he looks like he's got very much like an old detective trench coat and fedora on but yeah. he has a, a his face is copper it's copper like so um we open with daredevil and natasha saying their final farewell they're in yeah, public this is when she leaves yeah this is the moment this where is she the says, last moment yeah i have over the last few months i've done i've had adventures by myself you know i teamed up with the thing um in uh, marvel 2 and 1 issue 10 i love marvel 2 and 1 stories mm-hmm. so I, I love reading them um and um you know, I've gone off and I've done my own thing and it made me realize that, you know, all of these things that I've been doing, everything I've been doing with people, ultimately I need to be the Black Widow. 
I don't need to be I don't need a partner. I don't need to be a sidekick. I need to be me and I need to find out what that means. And maybe at some stage, maybe that means I come back. I know we've gone over this before, but for now, I need to work out who I am. And I think she goes off and has her own book at some stage, but um she says, you know, it's been fun, kid, but I can't play second fiddle anymore. See ya. And Daredevil has this moment where he's like, there's a crowd of people. He's trying to com- he's trying to convince her and like he even says, Do I need to beg? She's like, don't be absurd. And he just kind of kind of snaps at the crowd and it's like, leave us alone, you yeah. you, you sick vultures. You know, I wanted to point out that uh I don't remember what it started with issue seventy something that where Black Widow came into the mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. And we're up to one twenty-four. Mm-hmm. She had almost pretty equal, actually, to the same amount of um, uh, comic book, I say, screen time Mm -hmm. that Karen had. Yeah. If you really think about it, like, you know, when when people talk about the 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 different love affairs and the different uh, relationships that Daredevil has been in, it usually goes back to Elektra and Karen Page. Yeah. But it really, they really should include Black Widow in they that should, group yeah. because she had, I mean, we're talking it's 60 issues or, yeah. or like at least 40, 45 to 55 issues yeah. where she played a major part in a, the Daredevil book, got her name on the title, and they were in a relationship that was, you know, off and on and everything for yeah. a long time, several years. So, yeah, it, you it only have a, a relationship I can think of like this in comics where it, they even got a name on the title was uh, Captain America and Falcon. Mm hmm. And that's where we're at. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't, uh, sorry, what were you? They're lovers. Don't even question oh, my... Oh, uh, okay. Copy that. In a special way. Okay, so um, any, so anyway, so so she leaves. It's, she leaves. Ivan it's, drives her yeah, off. Yeah, we, we just see, uh, Ivan, we see Ivan in the car. Yeah, gosh, I know we're going to bring it back. So back to the main story now. Back to the main story. So this is where we first meet Copperhead. And it's a great moment where we have a woman that is walking down the street carrying mm-hmm. gar- carrying her purse and she's got yes. groceries. And, and, and they're talking about how she feels about life and, yeah, and the everything. The neighborhood's fallen into she, ruin. And yeah, she's and like, she's yeah, not she necessarily knows. a very good person either, judging by the, you know, the way that she's she feels. She's a little feels. bit of a grouch. She's a grouch. So this little punk kid runs by. He's wearing a cowboy hat. Uh-huh. And he comes and he steals her purse, right? And who ends up intervening but Copperhead? And he shows up and he, and uh, we know the kid's name is Chester Chino. Chester because Chino. he says his name out loud. Yeah, he says, you can scream all you want. There's no cops around here. Yeah, exactly. But then, worse than a cop is Copperhead. He shows up in his trench coat and his hat and his yeah, and, this, and he's got red gloves and, yeah. and he's, he's this crazy voice yeah yeah it's very it's sibilant. Like, they really want to connect it to an actual copperhead snake mm-hmm. so that's why he, every time he says an s it, it's yeah. they draw out the s they add three s's instead of one mm-hmm. but uh so he, he points the gun at chester and he goes you have stolen chester chino committed a crime thus you owe a debt to society, society. a debt that shall be collected by the copperhead and 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 uh, Chino's like, whoa, what are you talking about? Come on, man. It's just, this is not a capital offense, yeah. you know, everything. And that doesn't mean anything to Copperhead. He shoots and kills him. He kills him. He poisons and him. He poisons dogs. him and kills him. And he picks up the purse, turns around to go hand it to this lady. And he's like, here's your purse, she man. She screams. And yeah, she's like, help, murder, help. And then the cop shows man, up. There is a cop. There is a cop that shows up. And this is what I really, really, really liked. If you didn't, I, I think you probably noticed this, uh, Jamie, but... So Copperhead, to def- defend against himself, shoots the cop, but doesn't kill the cop. 
he changes the setting of his gun uh-huh. and he just makes the cop go to sleep. Yeah. Which is nice because it's like, okay, so from this point, we know that Copperhead is a character that has, you know, morals. Yeah. And he's not going to kill just to kill. He's only going to kill people that he believes are committing crimes. Yeah. So I thought that was a really cool thing because they could have just had him kill the cop to get yeah. out of there, but they didn't do that. No. And it also it shows that he's choosing to kill these people. Exactly. He could be putting everyone to sleep, but he's choosing to C- kill correct. people he sees as criminals. Exactly. So, and, uh, and right before he leaves, he bends down at the dead body. And his he trademark. T- his trademark. And he takes two copper pennies mm-hmm. and he puts them on the eyes with the head side facing up, the yeah. copper head facing yep. up. And, and it's it, such a great panel. It's it, really oh, it's creepy. It's so good. Um, so anyway, so now, um, so that was our introduction. So we cut back to uh, uh, to uh, Nelson's office, to Foggy Nelson's office, and Matt shows up. And we find out that... Uh, Foggy, because he's a little bit worried that um, he's running for re-election. He's running for re-election, and there's this new cat that's in town that is, um, you know, trying to you know mm-hmm. one up Foggy and to still still a seat from him. Yeah. Uh, Foggy's really worried, so he he's he's hired this guy to create this machine, this gizmo, this gizmo, and what this gizmo does is it, it's using a whole bunch of algorithms and stuff. It's like this big, huge, fancy computer mm-hmm. that can uh, come up with this. It can guess who is committing a crime by you put inputting the details of the criminal and the crime. Yeah, it's like a huge criminal database, but it works on like cross referencing loads of information, can narrow down the suspects to an incredible right. degree. So they have this moment where um, Matt says, Okay, well, what about if I was looking for, say, a left handed axe murderer who wore track shoes and had a penchant for pasta? Could your computer dig him up for me? And uh, the doc's like, Well, that's kind of bizarre but let's give it a go and mm-hmm. he puts the information in and comes up with two names <laughs> two, yeah two names two that names could, come up that could potentially one be of the them person. is in cairo <laughs> and the other and is I, in tulsa Oklahoma. Yeah. and i had a look uh, the one in cairo i couldn't find anything on that name mm-hmm. uh, abdul ben ali hector bodnik um actually has a letter published in a later issue of daredevil <laughs> so i wonder if it was a guy that was a fan that they'd had letters from oh that's good or if cool. it's someone that wrote in and said hey i'm I not see. an axe murderer <laughs> <laughs> i have to dig out the letter i can't remember which um, issue it's in i think it's in like 138 or something so two two things to point out here is foggy is uh you know he's really, really, really frustrated. This guy named Blake uh, Blake, Blake Tower, Blake Tower, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, it, he like he pulls out a poster that he just has randomly in his pocket. <laughs> he carries around, and, a and he's like, "Do you see this? Do you see this? Do you he's see sh- how handsome he is. Yeah, he's handsome. He, he, he looks, looks like you know, I, I'm I'm a chub. This guy's so handsome. Like, and then he rips it in half, and he says, "I can't, I can't handle it. I need this machine. I need the edge." And the whole time, Matt's like, hold, hold on a second, Foggy. Calm down. You've done so much great stuff for this city. I think you're you're thinking about this too much. You're, you're, you're a little too worried. That's one thing. And the second thing that Matt says is he's not entirely sure how he feels about this machine. Yeah. You know, this machine that can... That can uh, can, can you, you predict know, can predict stuff. It, I could see a lot of potential, you know, bad yeah. things happening from this. Yeah. There's a great panel of a, a cop runs into hand, and it's. I mean, this is the figure work by Gene Colan, and oh, that's a good one as well. It shows Matt. Matt is uh, he. The cop runs in and basically says, "We've had a report of uh, some murders. Uh, copper pennies on the eye, kind of like um, the old uh, Copperhead uh, poison. The poison that they found was Copperhead." poison snake injected in the dark and they keep saying the words pennies copperhead 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 yeah and a cop is like blah 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 blah. this is going on another vigilante foggy's like that's just what we need okay um 
I like it. It says, uh, I knew we should never have allowed Deaf Wish to play around here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they say, uh, what is this city coming to, Matt? And Matt's like, uh, nothing that we can do. And then he thinks, but I know someone who can. And then we see his shadow is that of Daredevil. Oh, I love it. Little, I absolutely love yeah. that. But first, he's going to do a little detective work. And, and, I, and I, every time that Daredevil does detective work, I get excited. Yeah. I really, really like that. And there's a great little scene where Daredevil goes to this really old, sorry, Matt goes to this really old vintage old book and magazine and store. Yeah. And he, he remembers the name copy yeah, he, from some old pulp. Uh, comics. Yeah, so magazines. so he grabs the magazines and he takes them uh, uh, home to, to read them. And we find on the cover of the Copperhead Monthly is the the, the character looks exactly like yeah. um, the Copperhead that we saw earlier in the issue. So yeah. Matt, I like this. It says he um, he was from the thirties, and some say he was almost as popular as Doc Savage. <laughs> and it drops in Doc Savage is a new comic by Marvel. Yeah, so, a, yep, a, a little plug. plug. <laughs> But so Matt's reading all these uh, old comics and, yeah. and, and he, and he kind of great uh, a little origin su- a little origin story that is literally on the pages of the book. Great art mm-hmm. on the pages of the books that yeah. he's that he's reading. Yeah, and uh, it, it's just it's just a cool little moment. Yeah. So Matt swings out and he thinks, um, okay, I'm going to start questioning a few. Oh, people. you know, we, detective work. We should probably talk about the origin story. Because it, it ties oh, okay. in. Okay, yeah. The, the origin story is that there was this handsome guy called uh, no, Richard, Richard Crandall, Richard Crandall, playboy, yeah. and he was out in the town where someone threw some um, acid in his face. Mm-hmm. So he built this copper mask and uh, came up with the copper gun, the the copperhead poison venom gun, and created this character. Went out to attack the bad guys. Basically, he was like a, a vigilante. Here. Yeah, and and he wanted to. Uh, um, he wanted to grant them the justice that they deserve. Yes. Which I think is key. Yeah. All the enemy, like he stalked all criminals. So just like the person who, uh, who's, who's popped up in this issue, yeah. uh, just like the, the, the guy from the, the pulp, uh, magazines, they're looking to only kill people that are bad guys. Yeah. Or who they see as bad guys. Yeah. But, but, uh, Matt even says, the, the guy that he killed, the, the street mugger, is kind of small fry for him, so it's kind of weird because he's, he's normally going after bigger crooks. Um, so Matt swings over to the last address for the guy who wrote um, the Copperhead magazines and finds that the guy died a little while ago. Uh, he's living in pretty much uh, like these squalid conditions. Yeah, His landlady's there and she's just like this grumpy old lady. It's great. It's great artwork. It looks yeah. like um, um, Kevin Nolan kind of artwork. Yeah. No, it's it's really good. And I, I, it's a really old building. You can tell by the way that yeah. it's drawn. Mm-hmm. And we find out that uh, he died. Yeah, he died. There's some trash on the stairwell. Yeah. Um, yeah. She slams the door in his face and we see his shadow and he swings away and says, well, this is getting interesting. And while he's swinging away, he hears a scuffle going on and he finds a bunch of street hoods yeah. attacking two people. And this was so clever because um, this was bad. Th- these were people, uh, okay, the people that were attacking the two, mm-hmm. like the group of the, the yeah. hoodlums, they were, you could say, kind of the good guys yeah, the, that, the, were, the, that were attacking the bad guys. But since they were the one that were doing the attacking, yeah. they have now become the bad guys. Yeah. Basically, the two guys that are being attacked are racketed. Well, they're, they're not racketers. They're, um, what do you call them? They're, they're money. Protection racketers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're collecting money for protection. Yeah. And these people have come together to be like, stop taking our, our money. Get out of our neighborhood. And so they start attacking them. So yeah. Daredevil jumps in and and, and he realizes. Pig-headedly. 
Yeah, he realizes while while he's fighting that okay, you know, you guys are making me do this. You shouldn't be attacking these people. You're, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's literally Daredevil fighting yeah. bad people, but he's si- or fighting good people saving bad people. Yeah, he's kind of like, it, well, we'll let the police sort this yeah, out because exactly. you guys are attacking someone. So he gets into a fight with them guy, and he, the two uh, the two protectioners. The, the bad guys run off the two bad guys that were being attacked run off and they run straight into the shadow of copperhead we don't see what happens but we can presume that he takes care of them correct um and we cut back to daredevil now this great thing happens where the, one of the the hoods he kind of flips him over and he pulls out a little pistol and he points it at daredevil while daredevil's fighting someone else and he has this moment where he's like i can't go to jail i know such a good moment i can't go to jail i've got to do this and then he points the gun at me and he says like but I can't do this either. I can't shoot someone in the back. That's he goes, not who my, I he am. goes, my mother would kill herself if she knew what I was up to right mm-hmm. now. I, I, but I can't be taken away. I, I don't know what to do. And this, and this person is um, uh, not one of the. This is one of the the good bad guys. Yeah, this it's is one of the guys that were beating up the racketeers. Exactly. Yeah. And he says, "It's no use. I can't shoot. I'm no murderer." And so he he's going to drop the gun, but w- before he drops the gun, he gets shot in the back by Copperhead. Yeah, killing him. And uh, yeah, so all the other, and then and then he starts firing everybody. He starts yeah, he's just shooting. Yeah, all of these yeah. Kids, Copperhead basically. just starts shooting all these kids because they're all bad. They're all doing yeah. bad things. And and uh, Daredevil um, sees it and he's like, "Oh crap!" And he jumps in and tries to intervene and, and stop. And he gets into this little fight with with a Daredevil or with a Copperhead. Yeah, he and then kicks him in. No, he punches him in the head. Yeah, but when he punches yow. him, <laughs> yeah, it like it breaks. It almost breaks his hand because yeah. he realizes that his head. It the mask is solid copper, yeah. And it, so he's like, okay, well, I'll try punching you in the stomach. And yow, yeah, your body's covered in armor. So he throws his billy club in his head, bang, nothing. Y- yeah, and it's, then Copperhead just, I guess, punches. Well, him. You get, he punches him, but he's punching him with what we assume are really, really hard copper yeah. fists. We yeah. haven't seen them yet. No. But uh, it knocks out Daredevil. Knocks out. And there's the last panel of this first Fantastic. issue is so panel or so amazing. It's from a very low angle over Daredevil looking up at um, Copperhead who has his gun pointed right yeah. at the reader. He goes, I, I heard that Daredevil fought on the side of justice, but now uh, you've shown me what you truly are. Another fool who must feel the sting of the copperhead. So he's pointing his gun directly at the unconscious daredevil. And it yeah. says next, death of a superhero. Don't, don't you dare miss Don't it. you dare miss that. And they are right. So uh, the cover of the very next issue, it kind of gives away a well, It li- doesn't really. I mean, well, it, has, it, it, does. it has copperhead holding daredevil up above an open grave. Right. But we also, but what I meant too is that copperhead is all copper. Or copper. Yeah. This and we see the pistols atta- attached to his, his, his... Yeah, his chest yeah, in a little strap. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, so so Copperhead underneath his uh, his trench coat yeah. and his hat, his whole body's completely covered in copper. So he's, just, he's not just Copperhead. He's copper body. Yeah, it's pretty cool, though. Copper, copper everything. So the first... the first uh, we, we Okay, so for this issue, we've changed... Marvel Wolfman has taken over and written the entire full thing. Then when is the editor? What'd you say? I said full writer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's taken over as full writer. Um, new artist Bob Brown and Claus, same same uh, inker. Yeah. Uh, so Bob Brown has has taken over from Gene Colan, who was yeah. just filling in for Bob Brown. Bob Brown is back. Uh, Klaus Janssen is here. And, and you know what? The artwork is it's 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 just as good. Yeah. In this issue, it's Klaus really Janssen good. Klaus Janssen colored it as well. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Look at that. It says yeah. it right there. Mm-hmm. Colorist. 
Yes, there's an artists. Yeah. And uh, John Costanza is yeah. the letterer. There's a whole, there's like the, the classics, the heroes of lettering are working on the books at the moment. So we open with Copperhead basically shooting Daredevil. Daredevil. <laughs> in the, I guess in the neck. Yeah, he's firing and there is, uh, you can see the dart coming out. It's kind of a, it's an amazing picture. The dart is coming out and going into Daredevil's neck. And then he puts the copper coins onto his eyes and walks away and says, you know, I've got, I've got, uh, work to the dialogue in this is so incredibly good. It's so good. Like I, I, you really start to not feel for Copperhead, but you really start to like the complexity of the character. Mm-hmm. It really starts to shine in the dialogue here when he's standing over um, Daredevil, and it's just you understand his motives. And even though they're wrong, yeah. it's like. Yeah. There's so much depth to this character now. He does slip up. He says, uh, you'll be joined in death by two more. My, My publishers, publishers, both past and present. And of course, Daredevil overheard this because Daredevil he's not dead. Faking. He's faking. He's playing possum and he's been holding his breath. And as he hears Copperhead walk away, he brings himself up and he's like, I heard everything that he was doing. He was getting ready to fire his gun because, you know, you can sense when people's breathing and their mm-hmm. RA changes when they're mm-hmm. going to shoot. So I just at the last minute just twitched my arm enough to put the billy club in the way to take the darts. And uh, he says, these coins aren't going to be enough to get me home. I better get back and swing around and I can't sense Copperhead. He's gone. And then there's this great moment where he's like, I'll have another quick look around, but I better get to bed because I don't have a job right now. Right. <laughs> I've got to... Get a job, so I got to get some sleep. And then I want to talk about that this. Page. This Ooh. next page is such a good page, one of my all-time favorites, and it's not a splash. No, well, it kind of is, but it, it's it's one background mm-hmm. with four panels on the top of it, mm-hmm. and you see this in comic books a lot, where they kind of want you to understand that this scene is all happening in the same exact area, yeah. so they'll just move the characters around. It's a nice time. It, y- yeah, you so do have the, like the the ghost of Daredevil swinging in one direction and then he runs across a rooftop jumps off and swings across another one but he's swung from the top left of the page down to the bottom right, right. and it and he when he goes away he gets so small and when yeah. he comes back he gets bigger yeah it is so creative and as, we need to make note you need to put this page on the description of the uh, podcast 21. 21 Daredevils on this page. I'm taking a screenshot of, yeah. of it on the Marvel app, and I'm going to send it to you because I want you it to It is put, such a great You need page. to put this page on the description part of the podcast. Definitely. So after you guys listen to it, you can see what we're talking about. Yeah. It is so cool. You know, he talks He talks about him and Black Widow. He talks about the case that he's on. He talks about all of this stuff, all the problems that he's got. And um, then we cut to the next day. Mm-hmm. He only got a little bit of sleep. He fell asleep at 3 a.m. apparently. He was listening to the city yeah. and fell asleep. And he's back with Foggy and uh, Dr. Armstrong, who is the guy who's been running the computer thing. And this is where oh, we, yeah, we, we, learn of his, before, uh, yeah. we learn about his problem with the computer, which is that uh, Dr. Armstrong says, you know, not only will the computer help you find criminals, it will also help you predict criminals. Yeah. And that's where Matt says, well, I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah. I think we should focus more on social problems from the ground up and start working on things like, you know, education. Yeah, and <laughs> different things. Looking after people. So one thing I want to say that, though, right here, like when you're reading this, what is your very first thought that comes to your head? I was reading it and I thought, that's a terrible idea to have a crime-predicting computer. That's got to come back somewhere. 
my thought was this Armstrong cat definitely has to be Copperhead. Oh right, because ah. because oh yeah, because you know, I, it's, a red, it's a it's it's like a red herring. Yeah, because the whole idea is he's making this thing to predict to find people criminals. that are criminals, and wow. we know that the, that Copperhead is killing killing. You know I, that. You saying that I miss that completely? Yeah. What a dum dum. No, no, but but no, I think you're right. It is completely yeah, because we're going to go over it in a second. But this is, Armstrong is not the Copperhead, and he has nothing to do with Copperhead. Yeah. So for but it's somebody, kind of interesting because they are basically this is like what in any other story this would be their alter egos it, having the same fight. Which exactly. Is that it was saying, hang on, you can't be mm-hmm. the judge, jury, and, and I think Marv Wolfman and Len Wayne because yeah. it came up for the first issue. I think they purposely are putting this in here to make it so the readers think that, oh, this is Copperhead, because I love the detectiveness of this story. I completely miss that. Yeah. Wow. Good, good cat. Hey, there you go. There you go. I mean, it's like, come on, pay attention, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, what are you doing? (sighs) What a loser. Anyway, Um, as they're walking out, they hear a television ad, and it's for uh, Foggy's re-election. And Foggy's like, oh, finally, my campaign manager found some money, so he can put one of these things on. And they start watching it, and it's talking about... Frank and Nelson, the last past four years, has been DA, he's been this, he's been that, he's been great, he's been someone for all New Yorkers, and it ends with him being pied in the face. And it says, you know, he's going to bring fun back to the city. And he's like, what in the, what, how dare they put this on? I'm just going to be the laughing stock. Cut to the Brownstone, Brownstone, a small little building where inside we've got uh, Copperhead working on his gun. Yeah, he's re- recalibrating it. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it, and he's going off, and he goes to wherever it is, one of the publisher's houses. Yeah, he goes to the yeah to the, the first. Yeah, I think the it's pub- the first publisher, the first yeah. publisher's house. Yeah, shoots the door in, splam. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, while this is going on, Matt's, we cut to Matt, and, and he's and he's still reading old copper. It's trying to figure out what's going on, trying to find a clue, and then he thinks, "Hang on, I could waste a lot of time, go crazy doing this." I need to get out and do what I need to do, which is to dress in a red costume and swing around town until I find some problem. As he's swinging, he overhears some some coppers, mm-hmm. some policemen, uh, talking about a shooting, and they, he comes down and he finds it's the old publisher, uh, Milton Wexler, the publisher of the Copperhead Pulps. He gets down, and the policeman's like, yeah, whatever, this is what happened, but clear out, we don't need you here. Right. And he's like, okay, whatever. Copy that, Captain. And then Daredevil does the whole swing around, and I love this. This is this is this is what Daredevil needs to be doing. And I don't yeah. see Daredevil. I don't. I'm not saying Daredevil needs to be more like Batman. Yeah. But he needs to like get in and solve crimes. Red Batman. Yeah, Red Batman. <laughs> no, but he needs to solve crimes, and that's what he's doing. He sneaks in and he's in, in, into and it's such a cool looking room too. Yeah. There's like action figures. There's old issues. There's comic yeah. books. And 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 he sneaks in and he's and he's trying to find any clues that the police may have left behind. Yeah, he doesn't want to disturb the scene too much, but he does know yeah. that the police probably missed something. The, so he and goes and it, they did. Behind a picture is a safe. You, yeah. I mean, obviously police should have checked there, but they didn't apparently. Well, so, you know, that's, if it's not part of the crime scene. Exactly. Well, that's true. That's true. So so they took off, uh, so he finds a safe, he opens it up, and inside he finds... He, he 
breaks it. He cracks it. Oh, he cracks it. You're right, because he uses his super hearing. Uh, Inside, he finds uh, Milton Wexler's Copperhead Files 1946 Confidential. It's a a a diary. diary. And it's basically a meticulous series of notes that he Mm -hmm. took throughout his entire time writing the book and publishing the book. He didn't write it, sorry. The publishing publishing the book. Exactly. So um, he swings and he goes and checks. He has a hunch. And this this bit confused me because it's the first time we've heard Chesney's name, I think. But he mentions a name, no. Chesney. It's not? Chesney was, uh, wasn't he the... Uh... Well, we find out who he is later, but I, I, for some reason I thought this was the first time. Oh, I'm not sure. So Ches- he, he mentions someone called Chesney. He goes and sees there's a grave there. And uh, it doesn't really explain why, but it's like a little moment. And then he goes no, to the new publisher. No, no. Chesney was the guy, the actor that played... The guy who modeled. Yeah, yeah, the model that that, that played uh, the the character on the cover. Yeah, have they mentioned that before? I thought they don't mention that until later. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, the, that's why I was confused. But you know, I missed the red herring. So yeah. what, what, don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm a doofus over here. <laughs> you know. um, he go. He, we cut to the new office. They're reprinting the uh, Copperhead pub, pulp stories. They're a big hit, and uh, this guy is sitting in his office and Copperhead is there and he says, you know, you have been making money off of, um, off of my adventures. You need to pay me and I'm here. I'm going to give you the same deal I gave the other yeah. guys. Either you give me the money or you die. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? You come into my office yeah. dressed like this goon? Get out of here, son. So, we, so th- this was interesting because to me the modus have changed a little bit because yeah. you, you, you thought the Copperhead was strictly for vengeance He's for or cash. He's for he's he's for vengeance and he's for cash. Yeah, that's smart. If you're a villain, you're gonna need, you're gonna need the money. You know, you, vengeance you, and cash. Yeah, vengeance. Too, that too way, great. that way. Think about it. Yeah, he he believes he deserves that cash. Yeah, it, that's different than him going and robbing a bank. No, he's exactly. committing a crime robbing a bank. Him getting the money that he deserves is not is not committing a crime. Yeah. And I just wanted to say back. I think what it was was when he was reading the diary uh-huh. inside the diary. It probably talked about. Chesney. Chesney and yeah. how crazy Chesney was. So then that's why he went to Chesney's grave. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't mention him until then. Yeah. I think that might have been the, the first yeah. part. So anyway, he uh, he's in the office. He's about to shoot this new publisher. Yeah. And oh, real, real fast. Did you say, I, I, because I, I can't remember, when, he was at, when Daredevil was at the grave at Chesney's mm-hmm. grave, did you say that he was there to... Uh, to see if the body was still in there. Well, he says he wanted to see if it was moved, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I guess the idea is just to make sure that that Chesney is Chesney is still dead. Is still dead and yeah. in there, and that it's not Chesney that is. Because from the diary, yeah. it made it sound like the the person that played that was in the cover of the Copperhead, yeah, is probably has come could, back. It, it could be coming back because he, yeah. he was crazy before. And there's been enough supernatural stuff in, in the Marvel universe. It, exactly, that it could make sense that is is a zombie as well. Right. Um, so Daredevil saves uh, the new publisher at the last second, uh, Martin Foster, and throws his billy club to knock the aim of Copperhead off. And he says, "You know, I thought you were dead." And they have a little fight. Now the fight is pretty cool because what's happening is Daredevil clears the publisher out, who runs for it. And he's basically throwing things at Copperhead to try and break, to stop him. And he's just standing mm-hmm. there taking it. He rips off his uh, trench coat and... He looks see, so cool. Yeah, we see it, him it, in his full yeah. glory. Yeah, he looks so cool. It, it, it's not like, you know, like how, how Silver Surfer's body or, or the way Iceman used to be drawn. It's not like just a complete color of yeah. metal. He's actually got like 
pieces. He's, he's got a belt. He's got a strap. He's got you know things on his arms, on his mm-hmm. legs. He's, it's really cool looking. Yeah, yeah. And he's you know he's a lot he's a lot tougher than. Yeah. It's not that he's a better fighter. It's just that he's encased in this armor that can kind of slap Daredevil around, and Daredevil's having a real tough time getting in kind of traction with these hits. He manages to kick him off. But um, Copperhead picks him up and throws him out of the window. We know that we're on the 25th floor. Yeah. He goes smashing out the window and he's 25 stories straight down. Now, Daredevil grabs the ledge and is holding on. And this is really brutal, this bit. Yeah, I know. He's I holding on to the edge and Copperhead walks up and basically just starts pounding his yeah. hand as it's holding mm-hmm. on. And he basically says, you know, I can hear your fingers are breaking and I, I know that you're in pain. And Daredevil says, you know, my fingers, they're bleeding, breaking. I mm-hmm. can't hold on. And he lets go and he drops and he just about saves himself. No, he, he, trusty. he doesn't just about, he does. <laughs> <laughs> just about. No, he saves himself from hitting the, the uh, tension cables. Yeah, the tension cables. And uh, he swings on a flagpole and, flagpole. Break, and yeah. breaks through another I'm just window. Looking, I'm trying to work out if safety. it's the same hand. No, it's not. It does. It's not the same hand. No. Um, so anyway, so it was, a, it was a really cool fight. So Copperhead is still on the loose. So. Yeah. Where does Copperhead go? He goes to the gravesite of his father. Yeah, Chesney. We find out that he is the son of the person that had killed, or the person that um, that was mo- that, that modeled the Copperhead character for the the covers and exactly. The story. And he, he basically convinced himself that he was the character. Yeah, at some stage, and felt like he was being swindled out of money. And he yeah. told his son this story, and it kind of drummed into into his him. Which it's so cool, though it really is. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 Copperhead's like, you know, there's only one more person, father, one more who must die before the Copperhead can rest again. You're talking about the the publisher who yeah, ended up, who uh, ended Martin up running Foster. out. But then Daredevil shows up, and uh, Copperhead's like, "What? No! How did you know? Like." Yeah. How'd you know you I was together? here? And, and Daredevil explains, well, I was able to find that publisher to begin with because, yeah. you know, when you thought I was dead, you had told, you know, you talked out loud. Yeah. Never talk out loud when you're a bad guy. Yeah. You Don't said give the plan away. Publishes past and present. And exactly. And that's how he knew. You know. And uh, so they, they, so ultimately after this whole explanation happens, it started raining right now, by the point we yeah. should point that out. Point it out actually started, it started raining, uh, when he well, went out the window, when he went out the window at, yeah. the, at the rooftop. Uh-huh. So Copperhead takes out his gun and he points it right over the top of uh, daredevil. Now, why is there an open grave? That's the thing I couldn't get. Because he said it was undisturbed. So I don't know if the, the dad just died. If Morton. Went oh, there. I see what it is. I see what it is. Um, see this panel right here, Jimmy. Uh-huh. There's an empty grave right here. Oh, it's it's a, it's, it's next. A, to it's you. next to it. See, oh, okay. so next to it, there's an open grave. Right. Um, so Daredevil, or so Copperhead takes his gun out and he points it at Daredevil, mm-hmm. and right as he's going to fire, lightning strikes down, and and uh, lightning one hundred one conductor. Yeah, everyone right. knows copper is one of the most conductive things there is. So yeah. uh, he ends up frying and falling into the. Um, into the into the open, um, yeah. Uh, the open. What do you call that? The grave. The grave in the open grave. Yeah. But a really cool little moment is at the very end. Daredevil tosses two pennies onto the eyes of Copperhead as he lays there yeah. dead. Really, kind of a strong moment. Little odd, kind of out of Daredevil's character. Yeah, you know. But he's like, all right, buddy, here you go. But o- overall, I really enjoyed these two issues yeah, a lot. They were good I, fun. I thought they were great. The writing was good. I really loved. I, sadly, Copperhead is dead, and I wish he'd still be around. 
um, because I think if him popping up every once in a while would be cool, but I like his origin. I like his mm-hmm. story. I like the, the detectiveness that Daredevil had. Yeah, to, I like that he stepped up and actually did some yeah, work rather than just exactly he did i like the red herring that jamie didn't notice i like completely missed all all that stuff i thought it was it was very cleverly written and i think marv wolfman is going to continue to to cleverly bring us into the more modern age of comic books yeah where we're gonna you know get used to um more in-depth deep stories versus Mm -hmm. on the top you know like here's what's happening a b c now you have to do a little bit of thinking as you go go around and everything so yeah more thinking than I did, apparently. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's it for today. Other than a couple questions, you got anything for me, Jamie? Yeah. Okay. Copperhead's landlady, or the, the author of Copperhead. What was the author of Copperhead's landlady's name? Oh, boy. I, um, I'm going to say Beatrice Buttercup. <laughs> I have no... Mrs. Gooch. <laughs> Mrs. Gooch. The Gooch. It's the Gucci's time. It's the Gucci time. Okay. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, you stumped me, but I got I'm a question. Sorry. I got a question for you, my friend. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the issue, but uh, in one of the ones where they're fighting, um, where they're fighting sub, sub, uh, Hydra, yeah. and, and when they're in Hydra Supreme's uh, yeah. lair, uh, we see a big wheel mm-hmm. with the whole bunch of oh, yeah. villains on there. Mm-hmm. There are some people that appear on that wheel that we never actually saw. Yeah. In any of these issues. Yeah. Can you name one person that appeared on that wheel that we did not see? I can. Do you know why? Because it's it jumped out at me. The fixer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I thought it was weird that the fixer was there <laughs> considering the, how, how tied into uh, Daredevil that name. Is. Yeah. So the people that were, did not appear in the comic book that, because uh, Jackhammer was on here. Jackhammer was on there. Yeah. And, and we didn't know we were going to see him later. Yeah. People we never I think saw. Captain Kraken was mentioned as well, wasn't he? Or? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Naval Action Commander Kraken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Science the Fixer. And uh, re- uh, Recon Mental something. I Mentalo. Can't. That's the guy that's terrible the coward that has bad Reco- oh so they just gave him another name yeah but anyways okay so i guess it's just a uh, naval action commander kraken and science the fixture ne- uh, science the fixer never showed up yeah. so i wonder what the heck they were doing well, well this was all going kraken on was waiting to at the dock side to pick him up if it all went wrong <laughs> okay yeah. and uh, the fixer was probably fixing something i don't know <laughs> science uh, sciencey well, this was fun, Jamie. It was great fun. Yeah. Um, we are going to, next episode, um, we are going to be covering, I think it's Straight Daredevil. Yes. Uh, five uh, five issues. Five great one issues. Six to 130. Yeah. Where we see the return of a couple of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, quite Super a few excited. Characters. Yeah, very exciting. It, and we see, is that, I think 130 is where we meet, uh, is it Mr. Death or Death Man or something? There's a new villain that comes into town, but um, we do see the return of everyone's favorite villain. Oh boy, I cannot wait! <laughs> um, but anyway, we will reveal more later. Yeah. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you. Everyone. Me and Jamie really appreciate appreciate yes. you guys listening and making yes. it all the way to the end of a podcast. Yes, so Joshua and I are very grateful. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have any questions, you can email us. Uh, JJ do DD podcast at gmail.com i think it is or jnj yeah we're on twitter we're on facebook you we're can, everywhere yeah facebook just search joshua and jamie do daredevil and Go like the page iTunes and, and search for oh, joshua yeah. and jamie do daredevil and you can rate us and yeah. uh report us for missing yeah. red herrings or something <laughs> like that um and uh yeah that's it for this episode thank you so much this was episode 20 i believe wasn't it uh it was wow, wow. T- 
20. Holy Toledo. We're getting there. Yeah, we'll definitely be canceled before 21. No, I'm just kidding. I think we're going <laughs> to... We're going to knock it out of the park, maybe a second season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when do we go on hiatus? That's a good question. I think we have Christmas break coming up. We should, uh, I know if we follow the, every Wednesday the weekly uh, posting, one episode will go up on Boxing Day, which doesn't mean anything to Americans. Okay. Or Kwanzaa, I believe it is as well, which is the 26th for anyone who's listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe you know we could take like a, a week off for New Year's, but I think we're pretty... I, th- I think it would be the the first of January, but I don't know. If we yeah, get we'll see. In the yeah, bank, yeah. We might just keep going. Yeah, we might. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I thought maybe we. I mean, do we need a hiatus? I don't know. Should we get to, to I got episode to, uh, fifty and take I, a break? I, I love re- I love reading uh, all these old these old issues, and, yeah. and I tell you, man, it's when I was actually thinking about this yesterday, and um, I grew up collecting Batman. Yeah, and I believe I've gotten to the point now where i've read more daredevil than i've read than i've read batman i'm pretty sure it's been close yeah because i've read at least i've read almost every single issue from uh start of volume two so i've read like almost 300 yeah there and now I'm up to, I've read one through, oh, I guess we've covered 120, 125. So if it hasn't gotten there yet, it's gotten pretty close. So yeah. that's exciting. I'm liking that I'm closing the gap. We're getting to that. that we're getting very close to uh, 158 is when I started reading. Well, I started reading after I started reading the Punisher issues, uh, Charles yeah. play. Um, but went backwards to 158 and read forward. So there's, a, there's that little gap from pretty much here up to 158 that i'm a little like i i haven't I, read them i tell you i can't wait to get into the frank miller stuff because yeah. i want to reread it because it's been a while yeah and then i and then i i, I can't wait till we get to volume two mm-hmm. that's going to be exciting yeah i'm excited about that because i've never i've never read fall from grace you haven't no i have not ah. so i'm excited to get to that too because yeah. i know a lot of people talk about it. that's where he gets the the new costume yeah right? that's the, right that, yeah that people mm-hmm. were not a fan of the, yeah. the kind of armor one with the, yeah that was when i stopped that yeah. was the, the the very last issues I read were the last issue of Fall from Grace, so, mm-hmm. and the, up until much later, I think I've read around a few issues. I read some of the the Mark Wade stuff and some mm-hmm. of the my Brian Michael Bendis stuff, but there are huge gaps in that area. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'm, I'm kind of interested to to read. It'd be good to reread the Anasani stuff because I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I remember it'd be really interesting to read the Fall from Grace and mm-hmm. the uh, Chester. I think it was. D- DG Chester is that his name the the writer um, that stuff that whole period until the end of the first volume mm-hmm. uh, which is three seventy I think I am I don't know any of that stuff I know Gene yeah. Cohen comes back I know there's some some stuff yeah. in there and you know it's going to be interesting I'm sure there'll be things where it's like oh this is the nineties this is that weird period in comics yeah. where but I'm there's a lot there's of good stuff. I like a lot of stuff in the nineties yeah. yeah. I like nineties X Men a lot yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> anyway, stay with us. Uh, All right. Issue fifty will be episode fifty will be uh, born again. So that gives you an idea of how many oh, how many man. more we have to work through. But there are we're going to try and do some. There'll be some like standalone issues where we do stuff like his appearances elsewhere. And there's also a what if episode, which I think will be episode fifty one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have it. We have it mapped out to enjoy. So we hope you're enjoying listening to us as much as we're enjoying uh, reading them and uh, talking about them because yeah. we're having great fun. So mm-hmm. stick with us. Yes. All right. I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And, and we, we just, just did Daredevil. Daredevil.